What is happening? I don't know. His Jake eyes just were getting and... shifty, and I was scared there might be a spider in the room, okay? Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Groovy? Groovy? <laughs> Groovy? And sitting next to Jake is someone who does want to become the devil's bitch. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, based on suggestion from listener Ty, we watched 2013's Evil Dead. Um, and uh, we got that suggestion after Ty reviewed the podcast, and so thank you to Ty for that. We should note here, Ty is a, uh, what, I'd say friend of the show at this point. He's a big enough yeah. fan. Yeah, and I think he might have his own podcast these days that you should probably go check out. Is that true? Yeah, I, I go check it out. It should be available on your podcasting apps of choice. It's called Who the Hell Is This For? I think, Ty, you just started this one up. I'm talking to you directly now, dude. Uh, go check it out. Give that a listen if you like this. I think chances are you're going to like that as well. So super cool to see him starting up. And, and I just like seeing more and more people creating content out there and talking about the genre that we all know and love. Hashtag they did an episode content. on Darren Aronofsky's mother. 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 Yeah. Dive in, people. <laughs> and we will dive all the way into 2013's Evil Dead real soon. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. <laughs> What are our beers oh, God, for these yeah. beers? Listener, let me paint you a word picture of the last couple, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. So, I'm getting ready to the head last over to Jack's house. Minutes. A couple 30s minutes. couple 30s minutes. 30s minute. I text Jack. I'm about ready to head over to record the podcast, as we so often do. And I ask him if I need to go get beer because I'm running a little late. It's college football Saturday. I'm watching college football. Uh he says he can go and get the beer. I say, cool, man. I'll pay you half of whatever it costs. I get to his house before Jack, and he rolls in looking totally disheveled a few minutes later. You should he see bought, his hair right now. It's out of control. Jack bought one bottle of beer. One. It's a big bottle. A single bottle of beer. It, it is a bomber. Yeah. For our podcast where we get quote unquote uh, drunk. Uh, did I give you other beers in addition to that? I'm not going to talk about those. And is my lovely wife not bringing us even more beers from that the store? That is called a remedy to the situation. I'm talking about the situation. Okay. Uh, so what beer are we drinking then? What beer did I bring brilliantly? I, well, you brought you brought the obligatory IPA by Edge. Brewing. Obligatory double IPA okay. by Edge. Do you, do you have a tie into the movie? Yeah, because to me, this Evil Dead maybe remake, maybe continuation of the series. What? It's a little bit unclear. It's not a remake. Canonical it's continuation. Thing. It's a canonical thing. I call it that. Okay. Call it what it is. Yeah, sure. It just kind of feels like an obligatory thing they did. And does it? Bruce Campbell has been talking for a long time about the Evil Dead remake or revitalization or sure. whatever you want to call it. Raimi's been doing the same thing, and it just kind of felt like, and here it is. Now, now it's here. It's obligatory. We had to do it at some point. Okay. That's pretty good, right? No. No. Oh, no. Fuck not at you. all. Not in comparison. Uh, in comparison <laughs> to what? In comparison to... Okay, so first off, mea culpa. I drank a Blood Runs Cold IPA last week. Probably should have saved that one for this week. It's okay, I've Mark. let myself down. I've let our listening audience down. But most importantly, I've let Jack down. Yes, you have. So, so this week, uh, I have I have two makeup calls. I'm doing a double feature of Dogfish Head Brews. First off, I am drinking 
Flesh and Bud. Flesh and Blood IPA. Flesh and Bud. By Dog. It's made, <laughs> Flesh and Bud. It's made with uh, marijuana. That's by Doc Bichette. I That one's pretty self-explanatory. I'm also drinking a 90-minute Imperial IPA. This one is minute. exactly 91 minutes long. Yeah. So. so it's incorrect. Your beer choice is incorrect. That double feature of Flesh and Blood IPA and 90-minute Imperial IPA, pretty good combo to describe this overall experience. Sure. I don't think it's as good as obligatory, but, uh, you this know. Yeah, first... no, you're right. You definitely beat me on that one, Chad. Yeah, this is the first Evil Dead movie, that, movie that's over 90 minutes, and I'm going to give Mark the, the, the title over Jack's performance we're gonna call what jack did today a performance <laughs> it's my art one out of ten <laughs> jack <laughs> but what would shia labeouf think that's my question i don't you care know, you gotta seize your dream or whatever that was he says a lot of things that guy <laughs> <laughs> mostly in yoga pants <laughs> but drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week we've also maybe done some other stuff in the horror world i'm guessing and at full disclosure it's been like a lot longer than a week like about four weeks yeah, yeah, like a long time. And I watched a, f- a fair number of horror movies while I was on vacation. So I got a whole bunch of shit to talk about. I guess I'll try to I'll constrain it to three a week, and that'll keep me sustained through the desert of, of long work days I have coming up. That'll keep you sustained for two weeks. Yeah, we got it. I got, I got nine movies to talk about. So today, in four today. podcasts from now, Jack will have nothing to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but today I'm going to talk about uh, three different things, two movies and a television program. Program. Um, the first movie Ooh. being Cargo. I got around to watching Cargo, uh, the Netflix Ooh. joint. Uh, Martin Freeman. With Martin Freeman. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's very good. I don't think I have anything more to say about it than you guys already really? talked about it. But uh. That's it? You're gonna, so you're yeah, going to really. limit yourself to three movies a week and you're going to say... I liked it. Yeah. And that was it. It was good. Yeah. Did you I'm, even watch Mark, I'm firing on all cylinders today. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is Chief okay. Jack. Prime Jack. Uh, the second movie I watched was Extinction, um, which was a uh, It's a Netflix movie. It's a Netflix original movie. Uh, it's got Lizzie Kaplan in it and that other actor whose name I've forgotten now. He was in Ant-Man, um, the, the Hispanic actor. Paul Rudd. I can't remember his name. Nope, not Paul Rudd. The Hispanic actor. Um, Paul Rudd. Uh, Pena. Yeah, Mike, Michael Pena. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed that movie, too. It was weird. Um, not what I was expecting at all, but it was pretty good, and it veered a little Give bit more. Give us a quick, not the spoiler-free synopsis. This was not the one where they're separated, and he and her dad are traveling across country. That was called, like, The End of Days or something. Correct. Yeah. That's not the movie, right? Not the movie. What nope. was this one? This movie is set in what appears to be the near future. Uh, Michael Pena has a job and as, like, a, I don't know, some kind of worker at a, at a big tech company. They have a couple of kids, and uh, it's it's almost a utopic society, whatever. They have a nice oh, life. Oh, and he, like, foresees the future apocalypse? He starts getting visions of, yeah, yeah. some kind of apocalypse, and, uh, and then... You know, horror ensues, as we say. But and how'd it hit you? Uh, it I, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Um, it veered a little bit more towards the sci-fi bent than the horror bent um, once things got ramped up. But it was still a pretty good film. Um, some interesting concepts about it. And uh, is it I, is it like substantially popcorny or like how would you? I would. Not, is it a slow burn? Is it something? Is it like pure explosions and entertainment? It's none it of like those skyline? things. It starts as definitely a slow burn, but once things happen, a lot of things happen, and there's a lot of explosions and action. Um, I don't think I could call it a popcorn movie. 
uh, because you should pay attention to it. And I, I, I'm dancing around it a little bit. Spoilers matter for this particular film, so I don't want to okay. veer too okay. far into that territory. But it's definitely worth a watch, especially because it's on Netflix. You can download the dang thing. So it's uh, it's one to check out. Definitely more on that the sci-fi thing. side than the horror side, though. Um, and then the TV show that I've now watched, I think, the first two seasons of is Winona Earp, which... I think is a sci-fi show and and continues to be a sci-fi sci-fi show. It's still on, like Sci-Fi Network. Yes, not- Sci-Fi Network. Okay. Yes, it's not a science fiction oh, program. Okay. Nope. Okay. Uh, this one, Jack. Is- I feel like you're making eye contact with me, like you're asking me to fill in some blanks here, and I've never ever heard of this show in any respect. I, I don't know why you. He wants you to yes, yes and him, Mark. Come on, yeah. Be, yes and be with me here, Mark. Oh, you watch Winona Earp? Tell us about it. <laughs> there you go. So this this show, I mean, it, it's it's essentially a Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of a show. Like, it's, it's a Monster of the Week type of format. And the, the premise of the show is that uh, Winona Earp, the great-great-granddaughter or great-granddaughter, whatever, of Wyatt Earp, uh, moves back to Wyatt Earp's hometown. And the the people that were shot and killed by Wyatt Earp are, are becoming are, are resurrecting as revenants to try and kill the rest of the Earp family. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the present the present perfect gerund. Yes. They are resurrecting. They're resurrecting. This sounds not great. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm still God. watching it. I'll be watching season three. It's a lot of fun. Um okay. She's a badass. I mean, look, if you don't like this monster of the week kind of format, and it's kind of a silly show, you're not going to like it. But it's it's fun and it's dumb. So and say more about monster of the week style format. Sure, where just you know you've got your you've got your gangly team of of heroes. We have Winona Earp, her sister Doc Holliday is around and kicking too. He helps him out sometimes, and like a, a government agent is our, our core team of of monster hunters. And every week they have, or I, every when you watch it, every episode there's like a different revenant that they have to track down and kill and shoot with Peacemaker Wyatt Earp's okay. gun. Okay, yeah. So like, it's really I mean, like a zombie of the week. They're they're not zombies. They're more demonic in nature than than just zombies, and they have weird and in, un, inexplicable powers. Okay, follow up question that yes, is sir. unrelated to the thing we were just talking about: Is Winona Earp played by Winona Ryder? No, nope. Okay, it's, she's played by a woman named Melanie Scarafano. I think care, is her last Jack. name. I, I will say this: it's it's kind of cool, and like uh, my wife was a jug it because it's kind of like a feminist show. She's a badass hero, and that that's pretty cool. Although there does seem to be contractually required, every woman on the show has to bear her midriff at least twice an episode, which is a little bit interesting. But I enjoy that. That sounds too. feminist. That does sound like a feminist show. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I like that aspect of it too. Uh, I can recommend it though; it's pretty fun. Jake, I don't think you'd like it because you're no joy in your heart. That's Wow, um, that's an unnecessary dig. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I like, like, I like where this I episode's mean... going. Shut the fuck up, Mark. <laughs> if you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I don't need it. Wait, and, question. And your... Quick question. Yes, sir. Jack, on what medium did you watch this on? The are first you currently two... watching this on? The first two seasons are available on Netflix. The third season, which I think is presently happening, is on the Sci-Fi app, which is free, and you can just watch it for free. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, and uh, if you liked Buffy and you're missing that kind of fix, uh, this show will give it to you pretty well. Totally tubular, dude. Fuck you, Jake. Oh. What have you been watching? Okay. I'm angry. Okay. Why? Because because I said tubular? No joy in your heart. What, you're what is dick. this? I don't know. I'm mad. I did a good when job When you dig holes, it's purely utilitarian. Jack, Jack's, That's Jack's why. upset about me giving him shit about his despicable display on the beer purchase. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm going to talk about two movies this week just to keep things moving. I haven't talked about Are We Not Cats yet, have I? I don't think so. Nope. Holy shit. I watched a movie called uh, Are Wait, we but not I have Cats. an answer for you. Uh, no, we are not. We are not. Well, that, that is, is correct. correct. That is objectively correct. <laughs> so I watched this movie because we're into, like, at this point, we were into August. Now we're into September. And I'm trying to start watching movies that have come out this year as we gear up closer and closer to the ever-creeping Omnibus Award show to, like, have seen movies that came out that people say are good, so I have an intelligent opinion on things at the end of the year. That's never worked for you us before. you got to try to be Yeah, people say is a very dangerous trap. Well, let's talk about Are We Not Cats. So this one showed yeah. up on a list where people were saying, hey, this is a pretty good movie that came out in 2018. This movie is, in all caps, very indie. Okay, like <laughs> it looked indie. like it from the trailer. Like Holy you, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's on Shutter, and that that tells you a certain thing, whatever that may be. Does it? I I think sh- I mean Shutter goes for some things, right? Like they're going to give you movies that are not always meant to be everywhere. And you know how some movies are just not for everyone. Yeah, this movie is for like downright close to no one. <laughs> I, I think there is going to be a subset that likes it. This is kind of weird. It's like a drama romance, but there's a hefty amount of like the fucked up people trying to get by in a cold, indifferent universe sort of thing. Kind of like Requiem for a Dream is in a certain way the closest thing I can think of, but it's also nothing like that. This is about a dude who's down on his luck. He's kind of traveling around doing odd jobs. He meets this girl at a party. And they start hanging out. Both of them happen to share this really weird urge to, like, pull out hair and eat it. Ugh. And the movie kind of doesn't really go anywhere except they connect. And it culminates in this really extremely cringe-inducing ending. Uh, don't think I would recommend this to anyone I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it'd be a good candidate for uh, was, Ty's podcast, but right? But it was super indie. I mean... It's not a bad movie. It's not poorly made. It's not poorly acted. It's just like, it's not for many people that exist on this planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could see this being like a SpectreVision movie in a certain way. All those, all those cat people who are out there on this planet. Damn, man. All I got to say is that ending was... Uh, I watched this in very close proximity to uh, watching Inside, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How how many how many hairs ball are included in the runtime of the movie good grammar mark thank you how many hairs ball are included in the runtime of the movie like yeah, how many like do coughing i coughing up hairs ball how many scenes of hairball coughing yeah i don't know none uh you can't make a movie about people who are half cats no, and not include a joke uh, about hairs ball the end of the movie is very hairbally. okay yeah so maybe one uh th- sure yeah at least one okay Cool. One At least greater one. than or equal to one. The alligator is eating uh, the zero, I guess. I don't know. The alligator <laughs> ate the zero. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Okay, I'm going to move on because I really don't want to talk about Are We Not Cats anymore. Would not recommend. Uh, I also watched another movie that came out this year called Pie Wacket. You guys remember oh. seeing a trailer? Oh, for that oh, one? oh, tell us all sure about do. this. I'm very curious about this movie. So I watched Pie Wacket and the... Uh, uh, listener, breaking news, my my lovely wife has delivered to us a new six-pack of beers, so Jake can calm the hell down now. Oh, I'm not... See the, the, Oh, no, he cannot. I cannot, because <laughs> you, still, situation. you still did what you did, okay? <laughs> you know what you've done, sir. <laughs> All right, so pie whack it. 
Yeah, I watched Pie Whack It. Uh, I rented this one on Amazon. Just Remind me, general premise of it. General premise. Uh, there is a girl who lives with her mother. Her dad has died in the past at some point. I can't remember if it was illness or a car wreck or something. Really doesn't matter. Uh, they aren't getting along too well because she's in her teen years, right? She's kind of sought out the occult and metal music and all that shit that you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you she, know, the emo she, thing. She and her, the general premise is she and her mom are not having a good time and she looks up some incantation in a book and performs a ritual in the woods and releases a demon More on that, that is hell-bent <laughs> on killing her mom. Okay. That's what it's about. And then she's kind of caught in the middle of, of the choice that she had made out of anger. Well, there you go. It's This is a movie that it definitely follows the slow burn style of horror that I personally really like. That being said, the fact that I didn't walk out of this movie infatuated probably should tell you something about the over. I mean, maybe someone who's not as much into slow burn might like it more. I didn't think it was because of the level of burn, though, or the speed <laughs> at which the wick was burning. I just don't think that this movie had enough going on that I was interested enough in to okay. leave me with the grandest taste in my mouth. I do think that this is a recommend. Okay, but the biggest problem that I had is though it is unlike a dark song, it has a similar enough premise to a dark song in that you're dealing with dark magic that all I could think about was that I would rather watch a dark song. (laughs) Dark song was great. Yes, this is a good movie, but not great. I would recommend it if we're talking like draw a line down the middle of movies that come out in 2018. This is well above that middle line. The watch line. Yes, it's well above the watch line. I just don't think that it's going to be in the conversation for awards out of this guy at the end of the year and how did you watch it i said that at the very start jack i, I rented it on amazon okay well i don't remember you saying that i, so. I said it with specifically because i wanted to get that out of the way well there's no way we could tell. retread my ground there's no way we could tell all oh right my god mark, mark you fucking mark help moderate help. this help. I'm, I'm mad at you uh look it's been a while help. i have many many movies well, cut to, talk it to about. a list like we did yeah, I'm going to talk about three. Okay. Oh, just uh, three? Something three snarky video comment. Game. I'm going to start with I'm going to start with a video game. Actually, I played a game a while back. Actually, called Oxenfree. Oxenfree. Um, Ali Ali Oxenfree. Oxenfree. Like yeah. the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like the thing you call when you're about to like find when you have given up on finding people in hide and seek. Um, is that how? Is that that's, what you call? Is, is that, that what you, you say? Ollie Ollie Oxenfree. That means people have to come out because you've given up. Really? I thought that meant you captured someone in, like, flashlight tag. Really? I didn't know what it meant. I thought it was just something a weird, like, weird kid, like, frolicking in the Swiss mountains would say. What are the rules to flashlight tag? Yeah, let's get into that. We're not talking about that. We are talking, guys, guys, guys. (laughs) Cops and robbers. We're talking about the video game Oxenfree. This is available on, I think, basically every video game platform. I played it on my computer a friend of mine played it on the Switch and recommended it to me. Um, game Boy Color. This is this is a. I mean, it's not a deep video game. It, it's mostly based on like choice dialogue type stuff. Um, it has a deep undercurrent of. It, it actually has a very interesting take on ghosts, which is why I'm bringing it up here. Okay. If you're looking for something in the same vein as, say, the Walking Dead series that Telltale did. Or any people of like the that sim- series, right? It's generally oh, well it's, received. It was it's, good. It's very solid. Yeah. Okay. Definitely the first series is very good. I haven't played the second or third, um, but in general, if you're into that type of game where 
it's not particularly gameplay intensive and it's it's all just like kind of choose your own adventure type thing. This is an 8-bit graphic style 2D approach to that type of storytelling okay. with r- radio ghosts. It's really good. Um, <laughs> it takes it, it took me probably 4 hours to finish. If you're looking for something it's like 5 to 10 dollars on any medium that you are that you have access to. I, nice. I have two questions about this. Uh-huh. How seriously does it take itself? Pretty seriously. Okay, is it trying to tell you something poignant? Kind of. It has. Yes, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna err on the side of yes, but it's a soft yes. You can you can take it at face value and just read it as a ghost story of a couple kids stuck on an island overnight. Okay. Or you could read into it a little bit more and get a larger picture out of it. But honestly, it, it, your mileage may vary. It's up to you on that one. Great. Okay. That was that was a satisfactory answer. Thank you for for answering. <laughs> okay. You can continue. On to the movies. I'm going to hit you with a trio of Ooh. period pieces, period-ish pieces. Periods piece. Periods-ish piece. <laughs> Do it, uh, Mark. Do first it. First off, I lost I lost a bet. Yeah, you did. I'm willing to admit it uh, to Jack. I watched a movie <laughs> called yeah. Limehouse Golem. Oh, yeah. Golem. It looks so boring. This was a movie with Bill Nighy and uh, the girl whose name I always forget. I always want to say that it's, it's Khaleesi and it's not her. Elizabeth... Clark, I, I think is her name. Um, she's great. Holy cow. She has exploded onto the scene. More on her next week when I talk about another one of the movies that I just wow. watched. But um, Limehouse Golem is not... I, I'm glad we included it in the horror release roundup, but ultimately what it is is a kind of a detective story, like a turn-of-the-century detective story. Yeah. It's basically from hell meets like Shakespeare in love. <laughs> Uh, if that, that if that sounds appealing fancy, to me, if that suits your fancy, then go after it. It's a pretty good. It's actually I didn't realize this at the time. It's based on a um, a book. Uh, this was basically a screenplay that was adapted from the Limehouse Golem novel. Um, and yeah, I mean it's basically about a turn of the century like serial killer in London, and uh, you know the hilarity that ensues associated with a very specific uh, well Shakespearean. It's not really Shakespearean. It's just like a troop of actors and freaks. Thespian. Nice. I, uh, too much to Jake Jack's dismay. Oh, I, fantasy point. Fantasy point. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Much to Jack's dismay. I enjoyed this movie quite immensely, actually. So Bill Nighy does a great job. Um, but on top of that, he was actually, this was an Alan Rickman movie. Uh, oh, shit. And they cast, they cast Alan Rickman, and then he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer or whatever, which is very tragic. Yes. And they replaced him with uh, Bill out. Nighy. And not that his his presence can be felt or anything. I just kind of thought that was an interesting point. This is a very good turn of the century detective story, in the same vein as like one of the original Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. So if you like those, give this one a go. Does horror ensue? It depends on whether or not you would say horror ensues in in From Hell. It's a it's a movie about a serial killer. You reenact okay. a bunch of the serial killings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's a thriller. It's a whodunit type thing. Probably not so explicitly horror. We're welcoming it with open arms into our horror release roundup into the genre because fill in the blank. Because Jack told me to watch it. Jack told you to watch it after we why, included Yeah, it why in the you said you were glad we Yes, you specifically mentioned that, so I'm trying to dig deeper, understand. I mean, okay, so it's a thriller, and this is a conversation we often have here, what qualifies as horror or whatever. I th- this is this could potentially be there's violence in this movie. 
I could see how someone would be perturbed at the very least. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Um, well, I, so, I wouldn't be asking the question if you hadn't specifically made the comment you made, which is I well, was happy know. we included it. Is it just because it gave you some lens into understanding that it was something that existed? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, essentially. Okay, I, I got I it. Okay. It, I think it does fit as thriller, but I'm just putting the the asterisk on this that it's not the traditional horror movie that you're expecting. Sure. It's a it's a detective movie. Sure. Okay, cool. Olivia Cook, by the way, actress. Olivia Cook. Yep. Okay. You Elizabeth Clark, Olivia Cook. <laughs> it's I exactly make, the same. I I cannot keep them And straight. and by the it's way, the, the actress's problem, name but, you were saying you were trying not to confuse her with his name is Amelia Clark, so Amelia, fuck you. <laughs> God damn. You got everything wrong. Okay. It's good. It's good. Um, it's well, good. that's that's a little window into my psyche. Great. That's a movie. Okay. Second movie. Thank you. Marrowbone slash The Secret of Marrowbone. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard this one was um, great. First off, recommend. You guys should watch this hands down. Okay. Um, wow. Anya Taylor-Joy is All over the quickly becoming place. one of my gigantic crushes. She's in every horror movie that is worth talking about anymore. False. She's in many of them. Okay. Fair. Granted. Uh, but this is really... She's in this movie shockingly less than you would expect based on the trailers. This is really more of a, like a Charlie Heaton joint. He's the... Uh, if you don't know his name off the top He's of your head... He's the Stranger Things he kid. He is the... Yes, Stranger Things kid, exactly. Well, the not not Finn Wolfhard. He's one of the Stranger ones I don't Things care about. Kid. But he's a—I mean, he plays his part well in Stranger Things. He's just like he's kind of Jonathan a secondary character. in Stranger Things, right? He's not <laughs> Jonathan Byers, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, great. he's the bigger brother. Yes. Anyways, this is a slow burn movie. It's definitely—I mean, this is this continues the theme of period piece, which basically I think the trick to making a period piece is that any given actor in your movie has to speak as though they're inhaling, so it's constantly like they're talking like <gasps> like this. Type of thing. I that was a, there's a lot of impression in both. In both this, fantastic. yeah, it's very breathy in both this and Limehouse Gollum. But the British way, ultimately, pretty solid movie. Um, it goes places where you're not particularly expecting it to go. I don't think that what you get from the trailer is indicative at all of what the movie is. Which okay, I think is a interesting. very interesting approach, and we see that a lot in HRR that all the shit is given away. I don't think that's true. In this case, that's which is great. basically why I'm recommending it. Okay, that's great. It like is that. a slow like burn. Um, it is a very psychological heavy movie. It is one of those movies where you don't understand what's happening until the last five minutes or so. Okay, I love movies like this. Why did people yeah. shit on this movie? I've heard not great things. Oh, I've heard great things. Okay, that's why I've I put it to the top of my queue. Okay, I've heard blah things. <laughs> I, I've, I've been on Jake's side of the hearing of, of things. Oh, I I heard that this was one of the ones you absolutely have to go out and see. Okay, so great. I'm happy to see list. it. Did this did this come out in 2018? Refresh my memory, or was this late 2017? Yes. Okay, cool. I'll watch well, it. so it was 2017 like festival circuit, and then I think it came out 2018 in 2018 like, release March. though for the yeah. for the common. We're nothing if not a show for the common person, Mark. The earliest it was available on Netflix, which is how I got it through DVD in the mail yes. or Blu-ray in yes. the mail or whatever, yes. was about a month ago. Great. So that's what I'm counting it as. Uh, fair. That sounds right to okay. me. Okay, I like Slow Burn, so I'll probably be watching this one if you're recommending it. One more, Mark. Okay, lastly, Don't Leave Home. This is a movie that's yeah. coming out probably roughly the same time you will be hearing this podcast. Yes. Um, so if you read our HRR, you saw us comment on this a little bit. This was the one where the artist is called to the remote house in the Scottish countryside. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Since this is so new, I don't really want to talk a whole lot about what this movie is about. So here's what I'll say. This is it's not a period piece. It's set in current day, but it is it's almost a period piece while remaining in the current time period if that makes any sense. It doesn't. Uh, okay. Well, pretend it takes it does. place okay. in rural Ireland or some shit. Therefore, exactly. They so, you know, she period. doesn't it, it's one of those things where like you don't have a cell phone. You have a cell phone, but it doesn't work type of thing. And everyone is just on this compound and there isn't really a whole lot of communication with the outside world. So it can honestly be set in like whatever temporal setting you want it to be. It's set in the house where a dark song would took place. Yeah, essentially. Great. I mean, those are very, yeah, I mean, that's very similar. This movie is, we talk a lot about slow burns. Love them. This might, this might be a no burn. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but, but, like but I before you, before you take that away as the way that I'm, I'm reviewing this movie, I actually think you might like this movie, specifically Jake, but also the listening public. Ew. It is a very, very, very well-made movie. Very good performances. Very like incredible cinematography. They they do a great job of setting the isolation and sort of just placing the setting of this remote Scottish countryside thing. And there are some sublimely eerie shots. Great that are I like that, that. are set within this thing. The biggest problem it has is that there's not a whole lot of resolution to it. Um, okay. So, I again, not here to spoil the movie. If you're looking for something that is a little bit different and based on that kind of, like, isolationist feel Love that's em. a super slow burn, then, then maybe stick this one out. I actually th- I mean, it might fit perfectly into that vibe. If you're looking for something that's, like, Michael Bay-esque that has explosions and people, like, running around screaming and stuff, eh, this one's not going to be for you. But if you're in a little bit more mellow mood, give this one a shot. Damn. Fair I, enough. I feel like there was a gen like... There was a thread of the among these three movies that you watched. They're yeah. all kind of the slower burn British Isles area mm-hmm. thing. Period. Yeah, that's how I that's how I introed my segment was well, the was the common thread. Well, I did what Jack did earlier. I'm not listening <laughs> to you. Ooh. I appreciate you not listening, and we'll continue to not listen to each other. That's and fine. As the podcast continues, that's fine. At least I know who you are, <laughs> asshole. Be- I'm Jack. Before we go to the feature presentation, I did just remember I got so excited about parceling out the movies I'd, I'd watched that I forgot to mention the other horror thing that I finished up this week. I finished up uh, The Outsider, uh, which is the most recent Stephen King novel. And I wanted to Whoa, talk I'm about Jack. It here. I'm literate. <laughs> because it's uh, it's great. It's it's really good and it's really <laughs> worth a read. It's, it's a return to way more traditional horror than King has done recently. It's slightly supernatural in nature. I found it really creepy well-written interesting characters it's it's a it's a good one Was it as good as the book about the haunted Roomba or whatever do you mean er or you are about the haunted kindle yeah same thing jake the guy put in his credit card number uh digit off and he got a pink kindle from a different dimension that told him bad things were going to happen to him how you what's not to like about that is it as good or better about the finger coming out of the sink (laughs) i asked if it was good uh, it is good. It, it is one of his better novels, in my opinion. Uh, that might just be recency bias, but Probably. Um, it's presently in my top five list of King horror novels. What are in your top five list? Uh, so <laughs> it's it's. I really like eleven twenty two sixty three. That's I think my favorite King novel, but that's not strictly speaking horror. 
Um, well, I, that's the one that's now the James Franco Hulu original series about him traveling back in time to stop the Je- the Kennedy assassination. Yes, and is that act- <laughs> did that actually happen? Because I and it's a weird concept, but it works when you read the book. I've never actually seen that come out on Hulu, and I, I should watch it if I had. Are you legitimately asking me whether or not the Kennedy assassination happened? Because yes, it definitively no, did he's, happen. He's, I'm asking he's you if, asking the, if <laughs> the if the fucking James Franco TV show happened. Yes, yes, it is. It has happened. We it need is to knock happening. Down that it road. is a thing. <laughs> oh my god! I don't care what the other four are, Jack. I okay, really fuck you. And and it's it's that one's horror light. I'd say, um, but Great. fuck you. Great. Okay. Now, God. Solid. Good work, Jake. We're gonna have to work, like, everybody. Hug hey, or something hey, you guys. I just want to take have agitated Jack. I'm really a, worked me I'm up such into an a agitator. It's so good. Ugh. I just want to take a moment and say both of you are doing a very good job, and I appreciate the work that you guys are putting in for the podcast. Thanks, Mark. That is patronizing as fuck. Let's <laughs> no, go. To the I meant that very no, sincerely. Now I'm mad. <laughs> Don't patronize me. I want to go to feature presentation. <laughs> Over at ABCHorror.com this week, we watched 2013's... (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Leave it in. Don't even cut it. It's called Evil Dead. Thank you. Is it the the I think I got so stressed out about remembering whether or not to say the the. The, the, Don't say the. Don't say the. (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot everything about the movie. (laughs) Which came to us from a listener suggestion from Ty. Thank you, Ty, I I guess. Um... (laughs) Whatever. We, we were throwing him some shit, I think, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, and he was like, he, he did say he's really excited to hear our thoughts on it, though, so it was sure. interesting to him, at least. Um, I, I gotta tell you, boys, I had not seen this movie Hell prior no. to us watching it here. Mark? I've seen it once. I saw it briefly after it came out. Briefly? How do you see it? Hold on. How do you see it briefly? <laughs> he watched it on know, triple my, speed. My brain had a small stroke. And Mark, I needed Mark a word. was pod fasting, except with movies. <laughs> I, need, I, need a, I needed a filler word. I okay. saw it after it came out, sh- of course shortly after it came out. It was what I was going for. <laughs> Probably 2014 or so. I, it was I another DVD in the mail type of situation. I saw it in my sleep beforehand <laughs> i put it on my pillow speaker that i was that i was aware of last week i got I a pink kindle in the mail and it had this movie on it two years before it came out <laughs> yeah exactly i put my i put the digit in wrong uh and i was shipped a pink kindle that had only this screenplay. yeah on. <laughs> so look man i i am by no means an evil dead fanboy like look i like the evil dead series i think it's great i don't know why i had such an aversion to watching this but i remember when it came out the things it a lot of movies pull this but i was really kind of repulsed by the whole like it's the scariest movie you're ever gonna see thing. i think the fucking poster says this it's is like with a period yeah you will ever experience fuck that because uh, no it isn't spoiler alert no it itself, isn't quick pull pu- quick pull quotes from the tr- from the poster yeah simply astonishing utterly and astoundingly awesome will absolutely blow you away a near perfect experience see this movie as soon as it comes out yeah i mean it's a classic marketing trying too hard thing which marketing typically does uh did not care for and i don't know why like i said i was so repulsed by that but it just never was able to crack my list. I wasn't like I'm boycotting watching this movie. Like I said, I'm no fanboy as far as this this IP is concerned. But I just didn't care at all. <laughs> I didn't care. So I'm I'm fully on board the Evil Dead fucking rules, right? The 1982. Sure, one. I like it. Yeah, and I, I like I like all of them. I mean, there it's an interesting 
series. I don't even know what you want to call it. It's a trilogy, right? I, I mean, guess, Evil yeah. Dead, Army Doctor. It's a trilogy, but it's a trilogy that like vastly evolves from the first movie to the third movie. Yeah. Totally, which is pretty cool. I yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I'll say this: as far as the original ones are concerned, I've seen the original trilogy. Yes, I have not seen Evil Dead one or two in a long time, but I've seen Army of Darkness many times because my group of friends in high school fucking loved that shit. Us. Uh, no. I mean, no, I, Jack, you might have been there a few times when we rewatched this one, but it was it was an adjacent group that I was part of. Mark, uh, this is hurtful, and I don't I don't care for this line of question. I don't either. Don't question okay. me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I redact everything. But I and I don't really have a reason. I, I hadn't seen it. Um, I remember noting it when it came out and kind of seeing the fact that I didn't hear a bunch of shit about how, hey, this is as awesome as the original Evil Dead made me feel like I probably don't need to see it. So I just never did. But the I'm, hype did seem to die off real quick. Real quick. And Bruce, which, is a, which is kind of a bad sign. It's a sign that it's like very resonant with the people who are superficially in line with the whole move, like with the whole franchise. Yeah. And then it doesn't really resonate at all with people who are not already in that boat. And, and peace and love to Bruce Campbell. I like that guy very much, but he seems to subsist entirely on hyping things up. And even he got pretty quiet about that pretty quickly when it came out. Well, and he, he I don't provided think he was all that much into it. He was uh, one of the producers, executive producer. I, I think it took some selling. I mean, it, 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 he it provided, was dollars he, in his pocket. Sure. So, so very, uh, I mean, per, per IMDb trivia page, he was very in on it because they were going to take this one, spin it off into a second Evil Dead that was going to feature both him and Mia. Sure. Well, and Ash but is in instead, this movie. Instead, they, they spun off Ash versus the Evil Dead, and he was able to tell his own story, and they kind of just killed off Mia's character. But right. Ash is in this movie. Did you guys sure. notice that? Well, sort of. Stay to the very end way. of the credits. Groovy. <laughs> Groovy. <laughs> Groovy. Yeah. That was rad. Okay, we got to fucking... Okay, we, we've been talking about this, our history with it for long enough. We got to get to the 30-second plot synopsis. You boys want to do like an around the horn one again? Uh, of course. No. Of course. They <laughs> always go poorly. Well, then we got to get better at them. Mark, what's our order going to be? Uh, Me, Jack, Jake. Great. I like I it. I the anchor again. I like it again. Mark, go when you're ready. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. A group of six friends go up to a remote cabin in the woods wherein they are trying to get Mia to stop taking drugs, I guess. Uh, while they're there, they discover a hidden basement wherein they find the Book of the Dead. And Jackson, uh, and the Necronomicon, one of the idiots reads a phrase from it, and that summons a malevolent force that rapes Mia and becomes inside of her. And is it Jake's turn yet? Wow. I don't even <laughs> want to try. That was abysmal. <laughs> Have a Look, hard day. Pretty much everybody but Mia dies. She Time. fucking has to fight off this abomination. <laughs> she gets her hand caught on her car so they can conveniently make her have to put the chainsaw into good use, and she halves it on with the chainsaw. Yay. Ooh. Perfect. We nailed it. We are not doing another shared 30-second <laughs> plot synopsis. That was the perfect 45-second plot synopsis. <laughs> you absolutely butchered that <laughs> i had a whole thing in my head about how long I, I knew what the parts i wanted to get to and i wanted to end with her being possessed and i thought that would take 10 seconds and it didn't and i didn't know what it to do it would end with her being possessed jack the whole jack, movie. jack you are running the the second leg of the three-part race and you want to end with her getting possessed that happened yeah. in the first that 10 in minutes. the first 20 minutes of the movie yeah well <laughs> look jake's We're the not doing for it a again. reason we're not doing it again. We're doing we have this, to get we're doing better. We're doing this every week. <laughs> Listeners, I'm so sorry.
<laughs> You're in for it. I mean, look, the plot is the plot Three of the Evil Dead. Three more times. It, it's the plot of the Evil Dead. Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, beat for how many beat. times is this going to happen in this cabin, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and the uh, director of Jake this has actually said finished. Jake actually finished the whole plot, so I don't know if we need to divulge even further we into that. But um, it did take about 50 seconds. That's fine. Who cares? I don't really. It's the Evil Dead. It's the Evil Dead. It's called it's Evil the Dead. same fucking plot. Basically. Cool. Basically. General yeah. beats. <laughs> Award-winning segment? Yeah. Thanks, Mark. You could tell, you could see the panic set in on my face because I didn't know where to go next. I'm getting real dumb, you guys. Splatter. It's a, it's a very familiar panic. Splatter. Like when you splatter. were in Costa Rica, splatter. I had to host, and I did not know what I was doing. Splatter. <laughs> it's splatter. Splatter. It is splatter. Yep. It is splatter. Apparently, they used, like, I don't know, 70 million gallons of blood or some I, bullshit. I think it was 30,000. I yeah, buy that. No, There's a lot million. of blood. Okay. There's a lot of yeah. blood. Thirty thousand. There, there was the, the corn syrup budget on this one was high. <laughs> is what we were saying. Uh, do we have any kind of like possession as a subcat subgenre? Jack, do we have possession? I assume we do. Pos- we don't actually. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so th- this would be this would be supernatural sub subgenre demonic sub 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 genre they possession. come to us sub 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 genre possession yeah yeah uh, the closest it. we can get is religious which is not what this is nope so. nope i just all. did yeah. it mark i just did the org chart yeah but i wasn't listening so you're gonna have to do it again okay do you want me to do it again times? oh my no, god no, no nobody wants to do it again i absolutely do not i'll do org charts uh, people getting fucked within the woods houses kind of kind of it's not really it's people not, getting mark. fucked it within really the woods it's a possession movie that is splatter. That's what this movie is. Yes. Yep. Neat. splatter session. It's basically it. Any any other clever subgenres that we want to shoehorn in? I do not believe so, no. Is there a is there okay, I bring this up every time and you guys always get mad at me. Is this is there an element of body horror here? No. no. She cuts her face off. I don't care. That's gore. That's, That's not body mutilation. Horror. Okay. The closest okay. it okay, gets is, is her demonically possessed bubbling arm gets yeah. a li- gets closer to body I horror. I agree with that more. I still don't think it's body it's horror. It's not but... body horror. Okay. Cool. It's not definitively not body we horror. We don't watch a lot of body first. horror on this podcast. Well, because you yeah, guys cause are so gross. against it. And also because I don't know what it is. Well, it's... Yes, you do. You, what was I the... specifically can't choose a body horror movie because I don't know which one's qualified. You watched a body horror movie recently. The Fly? Tusk. Also The Fly. I watched Tusk a long time ago. That, Tusk yeah, I think great. that was over Tusk a year is ago. now available, by the way, on, I think, either Amazon really? or Shutter. You should go watch it if I you think have. Mark oh, watched shit. Tusk no, my parents ago. watched Tusk, like, really recently. Never mind. It was them. <laughs> I confused I like that my... movie. I, I will. You I'll confused Mark with your parents? Yes. <laughs> well. So 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 I get flack for confusing Jack with Jake, which is basically the same name. <laughs> but you confuse me with your parents. I feel like no that is gonna, vastly no more acceptable. Mark, you accidentally called either Jake or myself dad on the podcast once. <laughs> dad? <laughs> so that was That's just because I'm seeking approval, though, okay? That's an entirely separate issue yeah. that I'm dealing with privately. Thank you very much. Privately. Not Thank anymore. you for bringing that up Not to anymore. the forefront. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, boys, what does this movie do right? <laughs> Look, there is a preponderance of practical effects in this movie, and... From what I could tell, it's all practical. Uh, all, well, a there's, veritable there's, cornucopia. There is a cornucopia of practical effects in this movie. The only real CG is fire, which it always is, let's be real. The practical looks good in this movie. It they does. They really went for it, and I think that it succeeds on that front 
really that's that to me is what this movie is. I'm going to look back on this in a year, in two years, and whatever, and be like, the practical in that movie, they went for it. Yeah, it's effectively a stunt spectacular, but with gore practical effects. Yeah, they wanted to make a movie that would be really kind of splattery and gross, and sure, you did it. Great. And they fucking did it. And I, mean, I, I Look, I'm, I I feel like I'm sounding a little bit, I don't know, condescending. I, I liked what they had going on there. And they did a lot of different stuff, too, right? They did your hack and slash shit, chainsawing things in half and piles of blood. They yeah. did some, like... Skin stuff burning, scalding that all looked really good. The possession looked good. Blood vomiting looked good. The eye needle thing was good and horrifying. The tongue on the knife thing was also horrifying. Oh. I oh, can, yeah, yeah. If I, tongue if razor may, blade can fuck itself. Quick question, quick question before I get into my point because this segues perfectly into it. Yeah. Did you guys watch? So we, I'm assuming we all rented this on Amazon. There's two options on Amazon. You can either watch the 91 minute normal cut or the 96 minute unrated cut yeah which one did you guys go for? i didn't even see the unrated cut as an option i went unrated nc17 i went unrated as well yeah you want that extra few minutes of gore man so what did i miss shit i don't know i I am not sure (laughs) uh one one thing i'm i think they probably cut for the original was uh let me just ask you this jack when she slices her tongue in half with the razor blade Mm -hmm. What happened? Does she immediately then make out with the the other girl, whatever her name was? For N- no, no, she seconds? does not. Nope, she does oh, not. Yeah, that was that was definitely a scene where I was like, this was certainly cut. Yeah, she she like you, you yeah they cut at least thirty seconds of it because like she does like move towards her right and kiss her face, lick her or whatever. Yeah, and then there's some there's some like tongue blah, blah, Oh like, God, no, that yeah, didn't happen. Which is which is infinitely more gross. Yeah, tongue. This movie definitely reminded me that tongue stuff like cutting of the tongue don't do not care for makes me squirm yeah which is what which is which is what exactly i was going to say this movie is pure vomit comet it is utterly disgusting and brutal the cutting your tongue with a razor blade and then making out with someone you cut your face off you cut your arm off with an electric covet which we'll get to that but you you have needles and eyes. You have a lady yeah. getting raped by a tree, which was in the original that has one, to be so maybe there, it doesn't yeah. get has credit. To be there. Well, it still has to be there. I have a note in you my phone shower, that says... You shower in boiling water. There's a nail gun that fires nails into everybody's face. Here's... Even the falls... Like, even the scene where... Um, I can't remember any of their names, but Eric <laughs> finds what's her name after she's been cutting her face off, and they're like falling on. Just the, call them they, by like, what they he are. Lands on the back of the toilet, and it's like a. I know. Like one of those sound effects. Call them by what they are. That's Cloverfield Girl. Yep. Yep. Eric is Spring yes, Guy. Yeah, exactly. Guy from Spring, <laughs> who looks nothing like Lou Taylor Pucci in no, this movie. No. Correct. But. I- you know what's interesting is, so I, I, I didn't notice this, I read this, but the, yeah. the first letters of their first names spell out demon of the five main characters' names. That's cute, Jack. David, yeah, Eric, like, Mia, Olivia, like and Natalie. That's the first bullet point on the Evil Dead trivia page. <laughs> like, on IMDb or something? I just read yes. it on the Wikipedia page. Either way. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's probably everywhere, but. Yeah, it also told me I accidentally moved my mouse and it told me on the Amazon x-ray thing. I love Amazon oh, X-Ray. I yeah, hate I that Amazon shit X-ray so much. Oh, I like it. Because I accidentally I move my like mouse it. all the fucking time, and then I can't see anything because well, there's two I, paragraphs of text over everything. I don't have that problem. Ugh. It reminds me of the MTV like TRL addendum thing where they'd play a music video and then play a bunch of, like, this scene took 35 minutes to film, and <laughs> whatever, Brian from the Backstreet Boys thought it was the best scene of the thing. It was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's funny. 
In addition to the practical effects, I think the next thing I, I really like about the movie is I like the ties to the original The Evil Dead uh, quite a little bit. They they put a lot of care into tying the universe together or at least paying homage to it, right? And kind of, this is a little bit camp, right? The Evil Dead is very campy. This one's kind of campy in the same regard and, and kind of campy in terms of we all know what they're doing in terms of trying to tie it to the Evil Dead. So, you know, she's wearing a University of Michigan sweatshirt. And well, yeah, I mean, it's the small I think stuff. it's a Michigan State. Michigan State. State. Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Those are very important. That's an important distinguish. <laughs> it's college football season. God damn it. Now, what yeah. you said is important because I think that's one of the things that I like, too, in that you're talking about ties. And I think that at the same time, it's very important that this movie did not come out and try to recreate that like absurd style that right. the Evil Dead had. This movie came out and mostly played Hold up. it straight up. You're saying that this movie is not absurd? I'm well, saying it's not- this movie doesn't have the absurd humor. The absurd humor, certainly. This movie is 100% absurd. It's absurd. It's totally though, absurd. But it's not absurdism and humor. This movie's bouncing off the walls again. Oh, whoa, oh. <laughs> so do you disagree with what I'm saying? From the no, not from the humor perspective, it's, but yeah, this movie I'm, is I'm definitively honing the, I'm crazy. honing in on the the humor side of things. I mean, if you go and you watch The Evil Dead, that's one of the things that's going to stick with you. Is it's kind of like slapstick horror. It's really what it is. It's yeah, like it really fucking, is. It's like a fucking Peter Jackson movie, man. It's nonsense. But this movie is yeah, it's crazy, but it has not the humor. But they still, yeah, exactly. So what I would say is I think it maintained the absurdity of the original, but it took it seriously. I think the original one took it seriously too, but just kind of the era didn't translate well. This I don't, I don't think the original took it seriously. I think Bruce Campbell knew what the fuck he was doing. Mate, I think this one, is Ramey. this is one of the this is oh, one Ramey for the message yeah. boards. This is a conversation that's been happening for decades where people are really hard up on whether or not they were trying to make a bad movie or whether or not it actually just was them trying really hard and it became completely insane. You know what I'm saying? I Yeah, we're not going to say anything new on that subject. This one is obviously a serious movie, but it is still maintaining the level. I mean, it fucking rains blood for 10 minutes of this movie. And that's fine. Look, what I'm saying in terms of what this movie does right in the spirit of the segment is that this did not come out and try to do the same thing that the original did. It understands that you can do things that will, as Jack was mentioning, pay homage to the original, be tips of the cap, bring in the things that the fanboys are going to like, but you cannot set out and do the same thing. That's death. Yeah, You it, have it, to do something that's slightly and it, and different. And it didn't, right? That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Holy fuck. I just want to make sure. Okay. Although, although they did, line, they did you know, still. I want to get synergy. They did still give a nod to the uh, the humor in the original. I think with I'm thinking specifically of her one liner she delivers when she chainsaws the whatever the fuck it is to pieces towards the end. Like the there's demon. nods to it. The abomination. Do they Con say the abomination like in the in the movie, or is that just like what other things refer to it as? The abomination. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Okay, because it's credited as the abomination. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, but I don't think they say that in the movie. Deadism. No, they don't call it that. No. Yeah. It's a deadite. Yeah. <laughs> it's a demon. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, one other, th- so a few other things actually. Is I, there's quite a few things that this movie does right that I think I reflected on better in the second viewing, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Okay. Setting this against the weekend of a cold turkey intervention is a phenomenal story mechanism. Sure. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. That is so good. Yeah, makes sense. There's some natural uh, synergies there to use the term you just used. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's naturally that one of them is going to be in a bad way. Uh-huh. Totally. It just so happens she's the one who gets possessed by the demon first, and that's like their mechanism for denying the fact that something supernatural is happening. Yep. But it also gives them like they're not all up there happy schmappy. It's not they're not walking on sunshine type shit, right? They're up there to get business done. And the vibe is generally already kind of shitty when they get there. So when things hit the, when shit hits the fan, there isn't, there isn't like a stochastic vibe shift. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And I like your word. Stochastic. (laughs) Stochastic. But perfect setup for this movie. I agree with you. And on the one hand, they had to do something, right? Because the not sarcastic, right? Not doing what the movie Cabin in the Woods did. But at this, for 2013, to come out with a movie that is unironically some 20-somethings go to a cabin in the woods is tough. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to set it in the 1980s, which I think the guy who played Eric, the the kid from from Spring, he might have thought that. But... um, (laughs) Unless you're going to set it in that era or the 1990s or something, you need a very solid reason for why you don't have cell phones or why you can't call out. Yeah. Or even beyond that, like why you're not giving credence to the fact that this person is saying, oh, my God, something's wrong. I need to leave. Right. Right. Yeah. They never discussed cell phones in this, and I never saw one show up. Yeah, and I mean, part of it is just that they're in the the backwoods of Montucky or wherever. Montucky for sure. Yeah, (laughs) I I said that because my third my third beer of the evening is going to be a Montucky cold snap. Nice, nice. uh, Where is this supposed to be set? Tennessee, I think. Anyone? Bueller. The original was set in Tennessee. Okay, and it's supposed to be the same cabin. Montucky. Yeah. God damn it! Uh, As an addendum. This is the exact correct correct amount of people for a uh, for a gore fest. Five right? is for, right for this. Well, six, six. Oh, but yeah. yes, Five for this type demon. of movie, five and a possessed. <laughs> this is the this is the right amount of people because it gives you the correct amount of time, like per kill, but it also allows you time to kill off everyone. Right, like if you have more than this. Then you have to have one of those scenes where there's like a a rifle shot sure. montage where someone just goes on a shooting spree. And if you have less than this, then you have to have what happened of, in Black Mountainside. Yeah. Well, and that's that's my biggest problem with that movie. That's why I brought it up. That scene's also you, great, dickhead. Scene's really good. They also just invent some characters for that to shoot for some reason. They didn't invent them in the movie Black the whole fucking time. All <laughs> time. But if you have less than this, then the film kind of drags. If you have six. Then you can junk you. You can give every person like fifteen minutes in the middle of the second act to just kind of like get their face chopped off or their arm obliterated or whatever the fucking thing is happening. Whatever or just Eric, he thing. gets fucked for the entire movie. Yeah. The whole movie, Eric start to finish. Well, he's the one that can't contain himself. Yeah, he's the one that read this, even though there's like a thousand reasons not to read it. A, a million reasons why? I think that's a book. Jesus. What do you guys what do you guys think this 13 movie? 13 reasons why. That's a TV show. <laughs> what the fuck are you getting at? I'm just saying pop culture things. Guys, no shit, I've been you're saying what you think might be pop hours. culture things. Don't don't rely on me to keep this thing on the rails. <laughs> what the hell That's are you a terrible talking idea. about? <laughs> you're you're the you're single-handedly taking it off the rails. Oh my god. Fix it. I don't have anything else the movie does right. Fix it. <laughs> fix what do you it? mean fix uh, what, it? What, 
What are your guys' thoughts? So one before we depart? I, yeah, I have another thing that I have to say about what this movie does right. I think this is a really well constructed movie from a shot standpoint. We talked about the the effects ad nauseum, but this movie shows some chops for a first time director. Like this is the guy that went on to do uh, Don't Breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah. yeah. Really good looking movie for a first feature length film. I mean, Fede, just, Fede Alvarez. Fede. Federico Alvarez. Uh, yeah, dude. I know it's a seventeen million dollar movie, so there's gonna be some sheen, but like there are chops here, and then I think you obviously see it through with his next effort. But gotta gotta say something about that before we can move on. Do you think it was up to the snuff of Raimi's camera work in the original? Because well, they're he does totally stuff like- different things to me. Like there are a couple scenes that are completely thrown in at the start of like camera moving through woods quickly that are just trying to get at the Raimi-isms from the first. Yeah, but then I'm glad that that kind of departed. But like in the way that Raimi, at least when I watch e- the Evil Dead, I-, I get uncomfortable just from the way things are framed and shot. And like this didn't I seem to have quite as much different. of that. I yeah. think that this is different, but I think that this shows technical acumen. It really does. Which I, is I agree good. with that. Yeah, the, he, the dude, the dude can frame a a shot. Like this is a well constructed movie. It's not the same as Raimi, and I think that's good because if you start trying asterisk, if you st- if you start trying to do that too hard, you're it becomes very obvious that you're trying too hard. Hey, very I a, quickly. I have a question for you guys. Okay. Did that introductory scene that has nothing to do with literally anything, was that just inserted in there to pad the to make it over 90 minutes? To make it exactly 91 minutes? Well, yeah. No, I had that in Does no. Middle, so I appreciate you bringing it up. No, it doesn't. I, I like the cold open quite a bit. It, it does. You're right. It's, it's not really connected, and they very tenuously connect back to it throughout <laughs> only there's barely. like one flashback thing yeah. I don't, dude i don't know like i don't think that this you can't talk about that from a standpoint of runtime because like we talked about mark and i watched a version that's even longer than that so it's not like it was just on the cusp okay just, just, especially to, because i feel like the unrated yeah i feel like the unrated cut still doesn't include all of the things they wanted to include oh i'm sure yeah. probably not so even even if it is ninety five minutes, I feel like the actual original thing was supposed to be like a hundred and five minutes. But so yeah. then, why did they include that cold open? I don't hate it, but it's just jarring. So okay, we we have transitioned. I kind of like we've transitioned I, to what the movie does middle. Can we clarify? Yes. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> I I think philosophically, it's something that's in there specifically to sort of set the tone. Anytime you have a story that requires 15 minutes to set up. Like you, you need the scene of them driving along the deserted backwoods highway thing and throwing the smack down the well. If you start with that, if if that's your, if that's how you present your movie to the audience, they're going to get bored like immediately. So if you start with something where this, this poor girl is tied up to a, to whatever a post by her father and, by her father and then and and complaining and like oh my god why would you do this to me and then all of a sudden it's like your mother sucks cocks in hell type of shit like yeah and then immediately set on fire that tells you that signposts what this movie's about it's it's the same thing as what we talked about last week that scene is there specifically to set the pace for the movie of like look you guys this is a horror movie i promise but it's early we will get to gore give us a minute yeah, but this starts with that as opposed to throws it in like at a point where it is going to catch you a little off guard. 
I understand yeah. what you're saying. I have to. There is a differentiation to be made between those two instances, but I it does serve the same purpose ultimately. Yes. Okay. Well, right, exactly, and that's just a difference in philosophy of like editing, essentially. Sure. Right. Like, how do you construct a movie at that point? Yeah, I mean, this Both is not a slow fun. burn movie. <laughs> so was that no? Was that <laughs> no? No. no, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that. The next thing I have on the does middle category is Mark. You you mentioned it. Your mother sucks cocks in hell, right? They are clearly referencing The Exorcist throughout a lot your of this when she's being possessed. Raped in hell. Yeah. yeah. But to me, I, I kind of like that. But I also thought it was way too the the thing looked way too Captain Howdy, and the the dialogue was way too straight out of The Exorcist for me to really give it too much credit for. Well, it. I mean, it's possible. Okay. I don't know. It's possible I, to just be I, like this. I agree. This was one, this is one of my nitpicks. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but your little sister is being raped in hell is a bit derivative of your mom sucks cocks in yeah. hell. A <laughs> little bit of a warning there for the language, kiddos. Go back 15 seconds and, and pause if if you're concerned. Yeah, go back language, in time. But. Forget we said what we said. Fuck yourself. But I, I do and feel then like I do feel like they're explicitly channeling The Exorcist a few times in this movie. And I yeah. like I like I'm the references to The Exorcist. They're just too on the nose. Exorcist, notable movie we have not reviewed on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I would love to go back and watch that. The only time I've fun fact about me: the only time I've ever seen The Exorcist was at a Halloween party I threw in eighth grade. Holy wow. shit! What? Yeah, okay, that's going to be coming up on a future draft. And I have to. Tubular yep. Bells remains. It's my current ringtone. It's one of my favorite songs. Like that's so one fucking of your cool. favorite songs. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. Compositions. What do you want me to say? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> one other thing I wanted to bring up in the does middle. There is so a do. distinct like tonal shift three quarters of the way through this movie wherein the uh, at to, to this point the main character uh, I'm blanking on his name right now David I think yep he goes full MacGyver and decides to start like making <laughs> defibrillators out of needles and shit there's 100%, there's a scene where he yeah. there's a bunch of like smash cuts where he's like doing rolls of duct tape and there's a there's some needles and a, and a car, car See, battery a, and some other a shit pick for me so we're kind of like mishmashing things right this now. this was a does middle for me too okay whatever when he's already been described as a guy who knows nothing about like medicine or anything he made a I mean, I, it definitely wouldn't work, but he made what he what the movie shows us is a very effective defibrillator. So, well, it definitely would not be an effective defibrillator. Fun fact, but <laughs> this th- there's also there's also a small window into into Mark's psyche on this Ooh. one. One of the the number one thing that did not make my fantasy things pick uh, last week was spurious medical science. I really wanted to include this, but it lost out <laughs> to uh, I don't know one of the other things spurious use of uh based on true events i didn't want to have two different spuriouses but yeah there is there, the the point here is that there is a tonal shift that is bonkers in the in the late stages of this movie where it's like oh my god there's a demon it's killing all of us and he's just like oh fuck this and he goes full macgyver he goes full macgyver he you never go like full macgyver shit to his chest and then he goes demon hunting you gotta go <laughs> demon hunting mark Okay, it's important. It's kind of badass. And, and maybe awesome, he just but it's he, also Look, he was wearing too many clothes and missing a fishing rod if he wanted to go demon hunting. I know. You got to strip down. You got to <laughs> go with a fishing rod and it has to be nighttime. Okay? Okay? You got to tie your shoes together too. Oh, for that's for chasing that. the moon. Dickhead. You have no oh, idea yeah, what we're talking about right now. As a matter of fact, okay. As a matter of fact, you don't. As a matter of fact, I have no clue. 
The last does middle I have is the dog's name is Grandpa. I love it. You love it. Yeah. Okay. Why? Explain why. I thought this was very weird. <laughs> you don't like a dog named Grandpa? Dog dies at 34 minutes, by the way. Listener. Yep. Absolutely. Gran- Grandpa dies at 34 Good minutes. Call. It's bizarre. Uh, Really? So he, he, oh God, actually, I don't like this. I don't, can we just move forward, please? I don't want to talk about the dog named Grandpa and why. I Excuse like me? And that takes us to what the movie does well, wrong. Well, hold on. I'd like to explore that a little further. <laughs> you don't need to explore it. So I've been watching, uh, one of the things that we can, okay, so my, my girlfriend oh, and I, oh we can't really watch many horror things together, so we got to find other things. We've been watching a Netflix series called Love. It's a comedy. Okay. Uh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one that came out about two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're we're catching up on it, Mark. You dickhead. Uh, main actress, her cat in that series. Its name is Grandpa. Okay. I, I like the fact that this dog's named Grandpa. Grandpa because it reminds me of that. Oh well, that's nice. Yeah, it's a that's a funny show, by the way. I like it. It's funny. Okay. It's a lot of awkward humor, though. Never seen it. Uh, I'd recommend it. Okay. Anyway, not horror. I've never heard of it. <laughs> That's objectively. F- Can we just continue? <laughs> That's provably. Okay, I, Jesus. <laughs> what does the movie do wrong? Fuck. Uh, and I'll start since nobody else is yeah, talking. Mark, you just sitting here laughing. The fucking oh. dialogue. They got Diablo Cody to rewrite the script to make it more believable. And why? Why the fuck did they do that? <laughs> Thanks, Diablo. These are- supposedly, supposedly, there's there. This is an IMDb random trivia thing. I don't think it's ever been shown though, has it? It says on Wikipedia that I that Diablo Cody came in to doctor the script. Okay. She's not credited. Okay. So. Yes. Well, fuck, it sounds like I, Diablo Cody dialogue. Actually, I kinda I kinda like that. It sounds like A Diablo Cody was... dialogue in terms of none of its fucking believable human speak. <laughs> Why would you pick well, Diablo I mean... Cody to make it more believable? I don't think it was to make it more believable. I think it was to make it more American. Well, okay. That's even correct. so. Exactly that. Do you find Americans to be believable, Jack? Yeah. I mean, more so than this. I typically don't. <laughs> not not believable, but fuck. At least it, it doesn't sound like Diablo Cody wrote it. Okay. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, there's a Diablo Cody myth, and the, I cannot disprove it. The The dialogue is I, bad, regardless of who wrote okay, it. It's okay, bad. fine. fine. I, I like the dialogue. I think it's pretty good. Mark is there loved. anything specifically you didn't it, like? It about reminds it? him of the '90s. There's a lot I didn't like about it. It from the fucking get go, the expositional introduction. Oh, you're not a doctor. You're a nurse. Oh, you've become a dick since you started being a high school teacher. It's just there's no there's a better way to fucking introduce characters. And those things are not are not typical of Diablo Cody introductions. Well, I, mean, I know those aren't. I'm saying that's just exposition. You said is there something I don't like about the dialogue in specific, and that's the first one. I have a whole page in notes here about it. I mean, I feel like I feel like the movie does have a significant amount of exposition, which is sort of cringeworthy. But I also feel like that's sort of a necessary evil a lot of times for something that's set up the way this is. When they're talking about her scalding herself in the shower, one of the women says, yeah. "Who could know she could do something so twisted?" <laughs> Who the fuck talks like that? I actually would love to see the individual edits that were made of this script. It would be kind of it. They would be phenomenally interesting. Why do you, you like the dialogue? Like that line stood out as normal to you? I no, I mean, insofar as I know, I'm watching a movie at the time. It 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 doesn't strike me as something that is preposterous, but it strikes me as something that's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. That was not that's written a little funky. <laughs> Eric's dialogue, especially everything Eric says, makes no fucking yeah, sense in the so way he Eric, says it. Yeah, so Eric, man, ah, uh, this is tough because I don't watch Lou Taylor Pucci. 
I love saying that name, <laughs> Lou Taylor Pucci, in a lot of movies. And Spring, I fucking love Spring. God. Spring's a great movie. I love Spring so much. This is not that. I love Spring. Don't, don't love, don't love this. I really don't. By comparison, because all I can think about is Spring. Yeah, right? and yeah. you can see the chops that are on display in a movie like that, and this is so unbelievable by comparison. And I understand that the setting and the type of movie is totally different, but, but still, but still, but still, but still, <laughs> but, Jack, still. but still, Jake, what Mark? Jake, what? Legitimately, so when you watched this movie, did you recognize him as being the kid from Spring? Mark, it took me a while, yes. and then I was so gleeful, <laughs> and then I got sad. But what I'm saying is, like, this is so far a departure from what he is in that movie. I agree completely. I, they're totally, they're basically different humans. It basically doesn't yeah, matter, I think, exactly. is the point that you're trying to make, right? It doesn't even yeah, matter. It, it, that's, that's yeah, right. no, it's not until you really think about the fact that it is the same actor, and you're like, damn, I would just, damn. I'm going to go watch Spring. I might watch Spring, Spring too. Is, Jake, you want to watch Spring after this? Uh, yeah, sure. Fuck yeah. Spring... Wow. That's actually kind of an interesting conversation. I'm not sure I would watch Spring over this movie. Why? What? What? Excuse me? They're co- they're totally different. I would rather eat an yeah. apple than an orange. But that you have just compared the apple and the orange in terms of your preference to eat. Right. What so are what you I'm saying, saying is like there are two different things. I have to ingest either of them, but they're in different I get categories. It. I get it. This is the guy that likes the 90s horror movies. He doesn't have to like Spring. It's fine. Yeah. Look, we'll we'll circle back on this one when we get to actual ratings. I'm I am sure. sure. Um, <laughs> here's here's what I wanted to say because this is sort of uh, a similar qualm to what you were talking about. This exceeded okay. the realm of nitpick. I am very confused about the inciting <laughs> action of this movie. Are I we, know. Are we to believe that there is some evil presence at work <laughs> egging Eric on? Oh. Because here are the things that has to happen. I know he has I know. to find. A a hidden basement. They have to go yes. into the hidden basement that no one knew was there. They have yes. to find a book wrapped in barbed wire. He has yes. to get out wire cutters. <laughs> open also the a book, bag. which he has barbed wire. He has wire cutters for some reason on his person for this for this detox weekend at the cabin. Then it's also in the black bag. Don't ever open black bags. Then, then he has to explicitly not heed the warnings that are written in plain English in the book of yes. do not translate. And then he has to take a fucking pencil rubbing of four different words and read yes. them aloud. <laughs> yes. So you know what's awesome? When he does that, you're like, dude, you are such a goddamn idiot. You're definitely going to die first. And he doesn't, which is kind of a cool departure. But he also gets fucked with physically oh, the most for yeah. the entire movie, back, which is even better. Back, yeah, back to what this movie does right. The fact that Eric gets fucked on every single phase of the movie after he's it's the amazing. one who he doesn't die. The it's amazing. Great. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't die. It's a great little. I mean, he does die. Little departure. Well, event, yeah, yes, Mark, but it takes a lot of abuse. So, Typically, it's just like, oh, he did. Mark, I agree with you, and I, I, I had that note too. But then I was thinking about it, and if the three of us and our significant others or whatever went up to a, a mysterious cabin, and you found a fucking book in the basement that's wrapped in barbed wire, I'm absolutely opening that shit. No, 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 I am absolutely chokeholding you. No, 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 If the three of us find a book that is presented to us in that state, I am ripping it from your hands, I'm going into the backyard, and I'm digging six different holes, burying it in one of them, of which you don't know which one it is. 
and I'm also taking a shit in that hole. Well, I, I, okay, then you, then you guys are gonna save me for myself because I would, one hundred percent open that book. Okay, so this is now getting into the realms of nitpick, God but also, the, 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 the four word phrase is originally printed in that book, which means you can't actually take a pencil rubbing of it. You can take yeah, a pencil. It makes no fucking sense. You can take a pencil rubbing of the things that were used to scratch it out, but you can't like pick up the word that was underneath it. It makes no fucking ink, sense. Dude. It was like such an impression from that ink. Maybe. Oh, fuck. There's some there's some demonic Old physics. Old school pressings, that, dude, like the monks from Shangri-La or whatever. That whole book is <laughs> something the Necronomicon is something the movie does wrong. Just that every picture is like scrawled in red lighting, like live burial or whatever. Every fucking <laughs> page has English written on it. Yeah, it's so stupid. Well, that's from the people that were in like 1947. I do. I, I, know, do, I still think it's stupid. This is a fun little thing, but I do like that the Wikipedia page for the plot synopsis says they find a book of the dead and not the book of the dead. A book. Like, this is just a one book. of many that are floating around in the in the zeitgeist. Mark. It's one of the chosen many. <laughs> it really is. Um, as far as this movie goes, for the like actual movie aspect of it. I'm kind of over the swoopy flying cameras. This is more heavily focused on the first half of the movie. But there's a lot of like weird whimsical drone cameras or like Well, this is the yeah, this is the attempt to be like the Raimi swirling camera type thing but without going there. Yeah, it does not go over well. It, it feels yeah, like no, a Disney have, princess movie. I have a note about that too. I have too much of that forest follow shot. Yes, which exactly that. that. And they they yeah. swoop and they twirl, kind of slightly. It works better when Raimi's on the camera. Yes, hundred percent. This made it well, feel not like it's a on the camera. Like, but it's like a live action Snow White movie for the first half. <laughs> Agree. Uh, actually, you know what it felt like? It felt like one of those like Hocus Pocus or Halloween Town or like Don't Look Under the Bed like. Disney Channel original movies. That was the vibe I got for the first. Yeah, third. I don't. I don't disagree. Okay. At least they did away with it. They don't really get away with it, but it's you forget no, about. I it. I didn't say get. Movie. I said did. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Why are you sorry? You listeners. said the right I, thing. I mumbled. He said get. Uh, he thought I said get. I said uh, did. Good talk. Clarification corner. Hey boys, I think I hear something on the wind. Not yet. It's still, oh, it's delayed. Fuck it's you. delayed. It's, God, Mark, the train's, the cool train's running late. This is two weeks in a row for this one, but the choreography and fighting scenes in the basement are nonsense. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, the base. What I'm, what I'm focusing here is after the MacGyver montage thing, he goes down into the basement to find Mia, and the fight scene is, it's reminiscent. It's trying to invoke the original thing, but basically, like the. The choreography is that they show her kind of like on wires flying through the basement, and he just like flails and like falls backwards and shit. Okay. What the fuck? The whole fight (laughs) scene at the end is nonsense. I just uh, chalk it up to demon powers, whatever. Yeah, dude. Okay, demon powers. Are we on the way to Nipic Station then? Yeah. I'm over it now. mm, I was doing a whole thing. Okay. Is there something on the on the on the bed? Shut up, Mark. Blow Play a whistle. the fucking whistle. <gasps> oh. <laughs> All right, that brought me back around. Okay, I like going. That. Okay, <laughs> I like a little, that a lot. A little extra, a little extra there. All right. A little sauce. Hey, Mark. 
What do you uh-huh. got? Your your lovely wife is a nurse, yes. right? Does she get really fucking offended every time somebody thinks she should have been a doctor? <laughs> uh, no, that's actually built into the profession. Yeah, nurses is a different career a path different people choose thing. to take. It is a completely <laughs> different thing. Yes. It's not not all nurses want to be doctors. Uh, correct. That is, yep, that is objectively correct. You're telling me they're not all failed doctors? <laughs> That's what Look, you do if you, you can't, can't become it, a doctor. You can't hack it, yeah, you get it, become a nurse. Yeah. Those wow. are your only weird. options. Yeah, she got so angry school. about that. She's so defensive about it, too. That's such a weird thing, right? Yeah, I know. That's such a weird thing for them to have done. It's like, who the fuck would actually think that? <laughs> I feel like that definitely just means that they have no one in their life who is in that who role, so they don't have any field. like means of relating to that. Oh, my God. Maybe. And, and then she gets dumb. so defensive when yeah. she's like, I'm giving her the exact same treatment she'd be getting at a hospital. That is a dumb thing. By the way, Are you? nitpick of my own, Nurse Cloverfield, yo, you're way too dehydrated. You're doing a bad job. <laughs> you know something about medical things, and <laughs> God damn, you haven't drank in seven days. <laughs> is this a pee joke? I'm confused about yes. what this is. Okay, When cool. she pissed herself when she got possessed, and it was fucking... I don't know. Orange is the sun in a smoky. I thought you were trying to come up horizon. with some kind of orange is the new black joke. And <laughs> no, get that. I, I it's sun kissed. It's just pure sun kissed. I searched for something better and I came up with basically nothing. Okay, so we're I, we're good. Welcome to my life. That's, that's par for the course, eh, bud? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, I got a not pick. This is exactly Ooh. middle. Well, fuck. This isn't anything, then. <laughs> Why is the You're opening such an shot? Why do you start? Why is the opening shot after the cold open upside down? They're they're swooping through the woods. They're like focusing on the car, and it's just upside down for some reason. I actually, I mean, I again to throw I you off base, man. Again, I think it's tip of the cap to the craziness of the Raimi shots, but I thought that was kind of cool. Is that a Raimi shot though? No, it's not a Raimi shot. But, but he, the way Raimi used it's the angles, always and stuff. like spinning around and weirdness. I, okay, dude. okay, fair enough. The, so okay, cool, neat pick, got it. Next. I have, guys, I have 15 of these. Oh, my. I have God. quite a few nitpicks. But you did text us that on, on the group chat thing that you had no, here's too many nitpicks do. to handle. We're going to go through a few of these, and then we're going to make Mark do a fucking lightning round. That sounds right to me. Okay, great. What do you yeah. got? Uh, so the recoil on a double-barreled shotgun handling it one-handed would, like, fly back the fuck across. What are you... She just was there. Nothing happened. Demonic There's powers. no recoil. What's... Okay, demonic power. Demonic Fine. Great. Neat pick. Fuck cool. you. The, they left a with a drug addict going through withdrawals alone in the bathroom where they also kept the sedatives in an unlocked cabinet. Yep, that's one of mine as well. Like, where, yep, are, where is mine everyone too. for all of this? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no one is traveling in packs, and that's a huge problem. <laughs> it's really well, it's a horror movie, Mark. They're really probably the same stupid. pheromones that we clearly saw in Cabin in the Woods affecting them. They must have had two different sets, one for inside the bathroom and one for outside the bathroom, because the doorknob on the bathroom changes what side of the door it's on in almost every shot. Could it not just have different doorknobs on different sides? It's a single door. Yes. It does not have a doorknob on both are you, sides. Are you trying to? What I'm saying is, Jake, turn around, look at that door. There's, there's a doorknob one on, door the right. on that door. And, and on the other this... side, there's another doorknob. And then if you looked back, there would be a doorknob on the left, is what happens yes. in this movie. Listener, just so you know, Jack has his flashlight on his phone on for some reason. No, I don't. I don't. What is that, then? That's, just, that's just my phone. Oh, your phone, it's very bright. 
Wow. Okay. It's oh look. My I don't know. God. <laughs> look, I don't know. A Mark quote. And Jake thinks doors have two knobs, they so do. I don't think one I'm getting anywhere. Side. There's well, at least one side. knob per door. I don't mean which side of the door. I mean, fuck. I do mean which side of the yes, door, but do. I don't mean. I don't mean that dimension. The other dimension. The other dimension. <laughs> yes. The, the fourth dimension. No. Fuck what dimension. You. Look at what are you the, saying? The knob switches from hinge side to not hinge side. Oh, I'll put okay. it that way. Well, you've just now started to make some sense of the whole. Thing. I made sense the whole fucking you time. You didn't. You really did. Jesus okay. Christ! What do you got, fucker? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Oh, good. No, okay, I do. Okay, cool. I do. I'm just forgetting. I'm trying to make my phone do things. So Mia, right? Yep. Is possessed for a substantial period of time. For a lot of the movie, she's locked in a basement. She's cut her tongue in half and yep. made out with another woman sexually. How does she just look so good after going through all of that? Because demonic demons? powers, demon leaving her. Okay. Well, I, I had this note at the very top. She looks very healthy for a heroin addict. Yeah, she does. So in general, <laughs> she starts healthy, becomes possessed, ends healthy yep. because demons. Yep. Maybe it's heroin. Maybe heroin makes you look good. Maybe, but fuck, that wasn't heroin. Kurt Cobain was a sexy man, Jack. I've, I've seen a decent amount of heroin, and that was not heroin. Heroin. I was I was I was I was, I was a criminal what? prosecutor. Okay. Are you seeing what he's doing? I'm not. No. Oh, okay. I. Yeah. Not heroin. The he's sand. Not doing heroin. Oh, Mark. Mark, are you on heroin again? No. Okay. That's I'm fair. off the smack. I threw I threw it down the well in a Ziploc baggie. You poured a bag of sand down a well. <laughs> that must be why you look so good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was a nitpick of mine. Every time yep. I work out, I, I I pop a quick shot of heroin, and then I work out for like 45 minutes. That's a weird <laughs> thing to do. Uh, water and sugar are not going to fix blood loss. Um, Correct. Yes. <laughs> that can help somebody not, who's in oh, okay, shock actually, from blood. I mean, who's in hemorrhagic shock. Will, not much will fix blood loss. Other right. Than Especially blood and, loss of the magnitude yeah. of this movie, wherein you are punctured. All your blood times. is gone. <laughs> Yeah, get this man water I, I and sugar. I think it's a pretty good water. It's it's and a pretty good sugar. like if you're going to lose blood <laughs> and you don't have a blood transfusion kit available, those are probably the two things you should have. More. They 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 help with hemorrhagic shock, right? More, <laughs> more. <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna Christ. I'm gonna need you to pour a a just saucer of sugar water onto your wound, and that'll fix it. Uh. So Here's my biggest nitpick. Okay. Uh, Hit me with your best shot. You have asked, access to a full shed's worth of tools. A nail gun, fucking nails and hammers. Like a and special, the best way like you think nail gun. Yeah. The best way you could think to close this cellar door is to chain it around some nails you've driven a quarter inch into the wood near it. Yes. You just have nails. You could just nail it closed. <laughs> Why are you closing it with chain? What the fuck are you doing? But symbolism, Jack. <laughs> symbolism. It's so. St oh, are you yawning? You, is that boring to yeah, you? Yeah, me bored me. Fuck you. That was ah. Oh, that was my big nitpick. It's because he. It's because he doesn't have beers, Jack. That's the big problem. He has so many beers. My lovely wife brought us so many. He hasn't even opened the ones he has, yeah, by the way. Listener, listener, <laughs> Jake hasn't even consumed the beers that were available to him at the very start. I'm making a point. What point is that? That, that you, you had failed. enough beers to start with? That you're no. 30 and now drinking beers makes you hungover all the time? I don't appreciate you <laughs> divulging how old I am. Okay. You're younger than all of us. If that makes you feel any better. That doesn't make me feel any better, okay? We're all old.
Why does the cat Holy at the beginning hiding in the window? A. Why is there a cat at the beginning hiding in the window? B. Why does it sound like a pterodactyl? That cat's name? Grandma. Cool. Is that true? No, I don't know. When they when they pull the curtain aside, it does not sound like a cat. It sounds like a type of thing. <laughs> it does kind of sound like that. Uh, Godzilla or Green Rangers Megazord, or uh, they use it in the Babadook sound. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Totes, Babadook. It might just be that sound effect. Hashtag totes. Okay, neat pick. When, uh, help me with her name. I think it's Natalie. She's the one who cuts her arm off with the with the electric yep. knife. Blondie. Natalie, I don't care. Blondie. So this, yep. is, yeah. this might be like the triumph of the movie. When her arm is completely off and the guy yeah. runs in to find her after she has cut it off, it's completely healthy. If I, I went back and I looked at it, it's paused. So when she sees it, it's all black and demonic and shit, and then she cuts it off. Yeah. Falls to the ground. He runs in. And there's a new perspective on it. It is completely healthy, and I fucking love that perspective. It's really cool. I liked that a lot. Uh, Next one. Why not but burn? Wait, so, wait. While we're talking about the arm, okay. that electric knife cannot cut through your arm. It, it can't do it. Probably. Yeah, That that's one of the horror movie tropes. Not though, probably. Right? Not probably, certainly. I mean, probably though. It, look, give it, give it some time. It, if you're unconscious, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could cut through something with that. Aaron Ralston would not have broken his arm off any faster with a fucking electric carving knife. Uh, a few seconds faster. <laughs> sure. It's good at cutting through tissue. It's probably not so great at cutting through joints. And that was a really clean cut through the bone. Well, I, I mean, you know. Give them, give them some, give them some space, okay? No, it was it's a nitpick, and a neat pick rolled into one. Okay, why not burn all of the bodies? He randomly burns two, and then dismembers one of them. Because either work. Well, but yeah, both work. But like, you just wanted a chainsaw scene. We all know that you just wanted a chainsaw scene. Wouldn't you just? The easiest way to do all of this is just pile the bodies and burn all of them. <laughs> Oh, for God conclusion. Oh my God. Yeah, the, that's the easiest way to do it. Okay. Uh, Jack, what else? At the what very are, be- no, shut shut up, Mark. What else do you have, Jack? I think I'm out. Mark. <laughs> Mark. Cool. I'm glad you told me to shut no, up. No, Mark. I want you to lightning round some shit. I'm. I've been doing that. And you specifically told me to shut up so that Jack well, could no, say that you, he had no. 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 It's been collaborative. Now we're and now the lightning round is starting. We're going to commence a lightning round. Oh, fuck! I'm ready. editing this week, huh? Damn yeah. it! And you're going to go through it. Are you ready? Yes. Why is the demon girl running at the beginning? Isn't she way more powerful than everyone? How would you possibly trap a demon? She's running through the foggy woods, and they catch her, and they're like, oh, now you're ours, and they, he, she allows them to tie her to a post. That demon is much weaker than the modern demon. It's the exact same fucking than demon. the modern demon. It gained power over time. Yeah, uh, this like is a, a good neat, wine. This is a neat pick, with it, but oh, Eric gets God. completely fucked, and I kind of like that, that he gets fucked in every single phase of this movie. You've talked about, about this. this three or four times already. I know. I'm just bringing it back up because this is where it this was. Is a good lightning this is where round it so appropriately far. belongs. I like that <laughs> aspect of the story. Next one. I feel like it should be a lot harder to bury a demon alive. He just straight up buries his sister in in, in the soft soil, and the demon does with absolutely a, nothing. With a bag has, around her head. She has telekinesis, and she can't figure out how to escape a two-foot hole in the ground? 
It's the plastic bag around her head. That's how you kill a demon. That's the, well, great, great transition into my next one. You should probably remove the plastic bag over your sister's head while she you will are die. trying to defibrillate her. Once the demon has been, you know, exercised, maybe remove that thing. You're 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 working counteractive to what you're trying to do by suffocating your sister at the same time you're trying to defibrillate. Yep. Okay. Next up, neat pick. She. This is something that I had to actively check because this sounds like an IMDb uh, trivia page thing. It is not. So this is a purely Markism right now. She's oh saved by needles used in the defibrillator, yet she is also up there for a weekend in which she's trying to escape her addiction to needles. Boom! Whoa. What? Oh, dude, that's fucking... Wasn't that the radical. point? Maybe it was, but no one's talked about it, so I'm saying it first. What the... Okay, that's so poetic, man. <laughs> what voice is that? I don't know. It's like it's, it's like, like a surfer guy voice. It's like deep voice, but worldly. <laughs> okay, so what next one. <laughs> I'd like hold on. I'd like to talk more about this voice and what Jake thinks it is. Let's talk about what it is. <laughs> it, I, I just keep going to the. I don't want to do it. Let's go. Keep going. Mark, say more words. Okay, so there's literally like 30,000 gallons of blood raining from the sky. This, the, the ground is soaked, and a, and, a, and a jeep has pinned your arm. Yes. Do you legitimately think that would cut off your arm? No, it wouldn't. The ground is just pull, soaked. Just pull hard enough. Even if it's pure clay, you're going to be able to like snake that out underneath. You don't have to pull your fucking arm off. Hey, That's ludicrous. You know, what, you know what that did remind me of, though, is like uh, Gerald's game most recently. That's a great scene. Everyone should great go watch scene. Gerald's Game. That that movie has aged preposterously well. In my Dude, mind. it came out less than a year ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> aged? I I mean, we've watched a lot. Of, it came out in 2017. It was almost. It was nine months ago at the very least. Yeah, it's aged super it came well. Came out nine months ago. It's aged really well. You really can't tell. Mark, continue. Continue. Just continue. Just lightning round. This is a terrible lightning round. You should go watch it. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk about. This was something that. <laughs> Ultimately, it was answered within the realm of the movie. But is, is there a weird, like, feminism thing that the demon can only possess girls while they're alive? Eric ends up getting possessed. Yes, but it's after yes. he dies. You just, no, it's not girls. You just have to have long hair. Oh, it's a long hair thing. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So the yeah, demon can only possess satanic. people with that's, long hair. That's a thing we it's know. It's a known quantity, dude. Yeah. Okay, there it is. That, that was something that's, that jumped out to me. That was the end of my lightning round, by the way. And lightning round. That was horrible, dude. That was not a good lightning round. Mark, are more than half of your nitpicks neat picks? Uh, I mean, or there not were picks. three that were neat picks. How many were not picks? Two. Oh, my God. Great, you had two okay, not cool. picks. Cool, 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 not cool, picks cool, are just cool, nothing. Cool, cool, cool. These are just picks, you guys. You, why, why, are you, why are you picking on me? <laughs> so the nitpick station has become the pick station. <laughs> I'm going to pick some things. I mean, Let's, yeah. Uh, These are my selects. Look at my selects. Can we please goddamn fucking rate it? Can we please? Yeah, let's do this thing. Thank you. Because it makes me feel like I'm a man when I put a spike into my vein. We over at Agency Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how you'd rate this newscaster's ability to tell a joke. I think you should, you two should get a, uh, 
a hotel room or something. That's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of action going on over there. Oh, Charlie. Probably the most action you've had in months, huh? Oh, uh, well, I crack myself up if I don't crack anyone else. <laughs> and for 10, think about Elton John would write how cold Mars is. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise a kid. In fact, it's cold as hell. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Uh, let's start with Jake. Yeah, that's a fun thing. Uh, I'm Andy Dalt Andy Daltoning the story in this one, guys. Of course you are. Well, I mean, the fucking movie already existed. It's basically the same thing. There's very little that you can say. And at the end of the day, this is still a demon possesses someone. Everyone else dies except for Final Girl. Yep. It's a very average story. Yep. I give it a four. Um, okay. I am a little bit below you. I think they didn't do what enough. What was below average about it? They didn't. They just fucking took a story that existed. It's it's a good story, but they didn't fucking do it. I mean, anything. it's tried and true horror. Yeah. That's why. Okay. So that's okay. below average uh, to me. Okay. I think it's exactly average. They, 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 they would have been even a little bit lower if they hadn't. You done the innovation of the the withdrawal like heroin recovery thing. I mean that's that is a good point, but I put that somewhere else. Fair enough, Mark. I'm with Jack. I also gave it a four. I think yeah. that this would be a three, outside of the fact that they actually implement a relatively good introductory story thing with them being a with this being like a whatever a cold turkey weekend, an intervention weekend. I like that aspect. But outside of that, I mean, yeah, this is they're not doing yeah. anything here at all. They don't even mention their cell phones. Think of, <laughs> think about that from a story perspective. You just don't even bring that up. That, I mean, okay. okay. So let's just get into immersion. World building and immersion yeah, is the second category. Building, Jake. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we talk about what story is and what world building and immersion is and where that line should be drawn. I tend to take story as more of that super high-level scaffolding. Definitely not people talking about their cell phones. That seems pretty deep to me, Mark, so fuck you. Nah. Uh, I do also want to say that I did pot the uh, intervention part of this movie more into the immersion. The general beats of this story are pretty much the same as what we see a lot of in the genre, and that's why Andy Dalton did it. Look, this movie would have been extremely unwatchable from an immersion standpoint if not for what we just mentioned, which was that general idea where we isolated these folks because of that that cold turkey, you're trapped, we're in the you're trapped, you're trapped, you're trapped, you're trapped, and we're going to make sure that you come out of here better for it type deal. I think that was a really smart idea on their part, and for that reason, it becomes almost average. I gave that a four and a half. Still not the most immersive <laughs> movie I've ever seen. I was on my phone a lot. I Look, I we flip-flopped here. I gave it a five for world-building immersion. I don't think they really Makes build sense. any kind of a world here. It's yeah. just a fucking cabin. Um, and the... The in the original Evil Dead is a bridge that collapses that locks them there, right? I don't buy the road flooding to be as viable as an explanation uh, because a of a, of water. a relatively light rain. It's well, it's a like heavy I believe that they can't. Dude, flash floods are a real thing. You don't buy that? I don't buy that. No, I know flash floods are a real thing. Okay, uh, but the the way this road was washed out, I don't. Buy uh, it. I mean, okay, yeah, it looked like it was a ton of water. It's yeah. kind of petty. It was a ton yeah. of water. Whatever. It's Either way, I couldn't get out. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I I was immersed in this movie uh, because of the the gore and the practical effects. Not and really. They, though. They you still gave it a. What'd you give it a five? A five. Yeah. Slightly below average. Yeah. That immersed. It's it's yeah. They they killed that, and that's what I was immersed in. <laughs> okay. That that can only sustain you for so much, and it can sustain me a five because it was great. Mark. Uh. Okay. I went Andy Dalton on this one. I gave it a five and a half. This is a movie that is actively hard to watch, but it, the funny thing is, like, this is a movie that should be watched between your fingers. Did did you guys have this same reaction that I did where the scene where she's licking a razor blade and cutting her tongue in oh, half or the scene where it. she's showering in boiling water or the scene where she's cutting her face off? I I was literally watching this thing through my fingers. So I wasn't doing that, but I was like, oh, God, it's hard to watch. It, that's where it has my attention. But exactly. The rest of the movie, I am so out that I'm on my phone. There is a drastic difference. Okay. And I don't know why other than to say that when you remove that, it is exactly what I said from the story standpoint, where it's we've seen this a billion times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Not that's ex- that's exactly right. So yeah. I, I honestly, I'm punting on this one. I don't really know a great way to rate this thing. It's a hard movie like, to look, review. We've, we've, it's a hard movie we've, to review. These two categories, despite this being a perfect review, mechanism yeah it's a perfect we system. have flip-flopped we all thought about it slightly differently ultimately i think we're all saying the same thing we're all pretty well, and and what i want to tie this up with the bow on is that the performances are better than they have any right to be agree or disagree uh i did not think the performances were particularly strong so disagree cool good talk we're getting to that now <laughs> <laughs> I, I i mean this is this is a pretty good cast for a movie of of this ilk okay ensemble cast and performances do not mean the same thing I, it's an ensemble cast and i feel like they all turn in at least like moderately acceptable performances it's, it's not terrible it might and it, I, I might be putting too much of that into the dialogue rather than the performances Wait, there's you're no, on record no realistic the dialogue the "Quote unquote Diablo Cody" aspect is a little rough. It's really yes. rough. Okay, fine. Um, but there's no believable way to say I couldn't predict she'd do something that twisted. But beyond that, the reason I think this is at least average or better is because of the way they treat the fact that there are only six of them, and each kill, if you will, gets its own like moment to breathe and develop and i think that is the appropriate way to build this movie and that's what sets the immersion at least at average if not better okay okay scare factor is next jake what are you going for scare factor gave it a six like this is a cringe worthy movie but if you've seen gore you've seen gore you're gonna cringe but it's not doing anything that is unique which is super helpful on the scare factor score because a lot of what scares you is something that either you know really well and you're fearful of, which is not necessarily like people being eviscerated. That's sure. something that's gross. Sure. And this is a gross out movie. Yes, so it for is. me, it did not necessarily reach into those upper echelon type scores, but it is above average because damn, some of that shit looked fucked up. I, I completely agree with what you said. I gave it a seven. I think this is the, the pinnacle of what, scare factor based solely on the gore can be that's a good for point. me yeah, yeah i don't think it can get better like it i don't want it there can't be like more gore and more cringeworthy gore than is than is exhibited here and, and more of it's not going to scare me this is this is it um it's not certainly that's a tough thing to say i, I guess that's true I, yeah. but this is like at least from what i've seen the pinnacle of the kind of scare factor your score you can because get from if you're gore. talking i mean we could talk extremism Sure. I don't sure, think sure. that this quite qualifies because this has a certain 
I don't but, know. But even, I mean, this is... Je ne sais quoi. Some, some extremism quoi, isn't as scary as this just because of the gore factor. <laughs> like, even though it is that extremism. So, I, I gave it a seven. Okay. Mark? I also gave it a seven. Uh, not too much to say on this category. But, basically, what you've already said is that gore is not a stand-in for horror. But, if you want to do gore, you need to make it creative. Which is what this movie does. Yeah, because I kept, I kept, especially during the tongue razor blade scene, I kept thinking they were going to cut away, and they just don't. They, it just keeps they just going. Don't. But there's just <laughs> there's just gore don't. on top of gore on top of gore, and it never gets stale. They never do the same thing twice, and that's why this is an important like scare factor score. I'm not giving this a seven because they just have fountains of blood. I'm giving it a seven because it's pretty uniquely gruesome throughout the entire 90 minute runtime. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Still a six. Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. And I'm the first one, Jack. You yes, you are. Well, I thought you knew that. I didn't. That's fine. Uh, I, gave it, I, gave, I gave this an eight. I think that this looks very, very good. I appreciate then that in the 2010s, we are doing a movie that is completely aside from fire, which no one can fucking figure out. We are doing a <laughs> it's completely impossible. it's literally impossible, Mark. We are doing a completely practical movie and it looks cringeworthy, which is exactly what you're going for. So I think that this also, like story and immersion in this particular movie's case, did scare and effects are kind of coalescing into one thing. Damn. Looked yep. really, really good. Yeah, I, I like it. Eight. I, I gave it an eight as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the gore looks looks great. I was surprised by how good the scalding scene looked and how horrifying that was. And I was surprised at how creeped out I was by her arm becoming demonic and bubbly. Uh, surprised how good that looked. So okay. it, it's an eight all around. And, and the like we said, the gore is great. Mark. I gave it a nine. And I'm legitimately dis- struggling to come up with reasons why I shouldn't give it a ten. Fire is one. Yeah, that's I mean that really that's basically it. There's a there's a few scenes where there's some CG fire where you just need better I mean, ray the, tracing. I, but there are there are more. I mean there are more. But this movie The River, the river looks, is absolutely a fucking The fact the fact CG. that they ch- the yeah. fact that they chose to do practical effects throughout this entire movie and as we referenced earlier, apparently used seventy million gallons of blood. 30,000. 30,000 gallons of blood. <laughs> I mean, that's it. that's impressive, right? Like, the whole last scene, they're just showering corn syrup on two actors who are doing a previously blocked scene wherein they cut each other's limbs off with a chainsaw. Like, that's fucking awesome, and it looks great. I don't know. So I didn't, why I didn't should this not this. be higher? I, I, I didn't mention this uh, as part of my category, but, but I should have if we're talking about reasons. This doesn't get a higher score. I think that the viscosity of the blood changes too much from scene to scene for me yeah, to give it. there's a lot of the brown corn syrup going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is when it is raining and pouring and they're running back and forth to the shed or whatever and all that stuff. That is so clearly a rain machine that it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Like, it's, mm. it's very clearly not natural rain. And so those are a couple of other reasons that Demonic I can The river doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. Demons yeah. make it rain locally. Oh, God. That demon's making it rain. <laughs> just, 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 just dollar bills, you know? I gave it a nine. I mean, I, I feel like this is probably actually higher than, this is lower than it should be. This is 
arguing for a 10, I gave it a 9 because there is some it, CG and stuff that's tough. But yeah. great, I, great effects movie. I would great have contended movie. with a 10. 9 feels good. Okay. I, I'll agree with a 9. Yeah, I'll it. still give it an 8. I understand but, it, yeah. yeah. Overall, Jake. Yeah, so it's weird. I'm going to give this movie a 7 overall. Wow. But I feel at the same time like this is kind of a forgettable movie overall for (laughs) me. You you were telling us uh, beforehand. (laughs) I don't have a lot to say about this movie other than, yeah, we know the beats of The Evil Dead. This is, generally speaking, that. And there are pretty good practical effects here. Really? Yeah. That's kind of what this is. And I think that, to me, what ultimately wins the day as I think about it more and more as I get more distance from watching it a few days ago is... The fact that they went for what they went for made it a little bit less absurdism on the humor standpoint and did a really good job with their practical effects means that this movie needs to be understood in terms of it is a good effort and they they went for it. It wasn't just a cash grab going in on this IP. There's great effects here and that should be enough in a lot of people's cases like what we see from so many horror movies these days is just complete and total shit yep especially with an ip that has already existed yeah, I was just gonna say that, and yeah. that's why i think that this ultimately as i get a little bit more distance from it is getting a bit of a bump because when i first saw this i was like eh, kind of forgettable i'm not gonna remember this but then a couple days later i'm like damn those effects were pretty good and then a couple days later i'm like well on top of that, they did choose a different path. Those effects were good. At least they charted their own ground here. So I think that at the end of the day, like I like this for what this is. I'm probably not going to go back and revisit it to the same extent that I would in original Evil Dead. Yeah. But it's still a good movie in its own right. It is a good movie. It's a good movie, and it's a fine score. I'm giving it a six. And and part of that is just a, a tilt down on, on my own personal like when i look back on how much i enjoyed watching that and do i want to watch it again not really i i do think it's it isn't fair that this movie didn't get more hype for being what it is like how much did we fucking hear about the void and this has very good practical effects as well it's 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 an effects it's a stunt show the void for the, for the effects million dollars right make. that's true that's true yeah. and and like i like i think i'd, I'd rather go rewatch the void it's it's a, oh, me too. a cool new creative yeah, thing right yeah but I'm, I'm giving this a six just because yeah it's, it's a big budget movie they did a good job with it. it 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 deserves a lot of credit for its effects but i just i didn't i didn't love it or anything like that it's good it's a good movie mark i have an interesting take on this one i, I gave it a seven Ooh. to just jump to the end i agree with jake uh and this is substantially a tilt up from what i thought i was going to give it so i think yeah. I agree with you. To to yeah. revisit what we said at the beginning of the show, I think I'm the only one who's seen this before. Am I right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I did not like this movie when I first saw it. Um, Correct. I, probably, I remember you saying when Ty recommended this that you hated it. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So, yeah. and that was before we started this whole experiment of watching a bunch of fucking horror movies. I don't know if I knew what I was, <laughs> I don't know if I knew what I was getting into. Um. I would implore you guys to give it some space and in about six months circle back on it and rewatch it and just sort of go in with exactly what your expectations are right now of like a five and a half or so, like an average movie, and rewatch it and think about that. Because basically what happened was I came in with relatively low expectations and it's 
better than you're remembering it is is what the if, problem that I'm struggling with. My question is, what if my expectations are a seven, which is what I just gave it? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you gave it a seven. The whole thing you've been talking about this whole time is that it's worse than that. I think this is actually, I mean, clearly we There's agree. tilt here. There's there is, tilt there here. There is tilt. There is tilt. I think I, the downside is it's a forgettable movie ultimately but the upside is when i think about the technical acumen here and the sheer number of movies that we watch it is not worth a lower score exactly i mean yeah exactly and i actually think that if you were to come back you'd tilt this up even even more i don't know buddy well we'll see i'll try it but i try it let it digest let it let it tumble around in your tummy you go ahead and set a fucking thing for six months from now. Tell me, and then I'll watch it again and let you know about that. I will. I will do that. Okay, great. Um, because <laughs> this movie is is it's pure gore. It's pure gore. <laughs> it's pure people getting fucked with in the woods. But I actually no, it feel isn't. Like no, it isn't. Not. It just isn't. That's just incorrect. <laughs> oh my right? god, it's not that. No, it isn't. People getting fucked within the woods. We talked about that during the segment. Uh, I, whatever. I, I mean, this is almost denotatively people getting fucked with in the woods. No, they're in a cabin. Cabin is a clearly a different thing. Okay. What? There's what evskies? Houses, Mark. Houses. Look, you guys. I gave this a seven. This I is know. better than I feel like you will remember it being. Is the okay. whole point? That's that's the thing I'm trying to sell. All right. Fair. All right. Mark. What? We gave this the same score. We did. Why should we watch this with our buddies and uh, drink some beers? Because if you are in for a movie in which people get dismembered and burnt alive and, I mean, like I said earlier, pure gore, this is a movie that knows its roots. It's It knows the exaggeration of what horror should be. Then, then go for it. Like this is this is a movie you'll cheer along with, right? You'll be in a yeah. crowd cheering for the guy who gets his arms cut off, or the lady who does her own thing yeah. with the turkey knife, right? Yeah. Like I think this is a movie you can easily cheer along with. Yeah, I think what I have to add to that, I mean, you 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 said it, and you started to get in depth on it, and really what this boils down to. Uh, is that this is a really good movie to watch with your buddies because gore, especially absurd gore, is a fucking crowd pleaser. Yep. yep. It's super easy to get invested in watching people just get eviscerated in kind of fantastical ways, which this absolutely does, especially when you're hammering back some beers, man. Yes. And that's exactly what this movie does. That's all it is. Yes, and so it does, to me, it, this is pacing one of the wise, perfect movies to do that. This pacing is like, wise, pacing wise, this is one of the best ones. It, it, it gives yeah. every single kill its moment to breathe, and take its time and develop. And as yeah, an addendum to the point, is, as an addendum to the point yeah. we're both making, I'm going to do one more thing. This is a great Ooh. since this is not a remake. This is a great transition into the overall franchise of The Evil Dead. So if you want to get into the campy, like, Army of Darkness shit, do a double feature or a triple feature of, like, this, the original The Evil Dead, and then Army of Darkness. That's a great evening. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. It's great. Jack, what's your rebuttal? Uh, Mark kind of just made it for me. 
Yeah, you started to I say do, do a double yeah. feature, but then you had to correct yourself and say do a triple feature to include the original, The Evil Dead, and that's what you should just do. The movie itself recognized it, right? They put Bruce Campbell at the very end saying groovy because the movie knows it's a reference to The Evil Dead, and sure, The Evil Dead doesn't have this kind of practical effects extravaganza. It has a lot of practical effects. It also had a way lower budget, but just go watch The Evil Dead. You're going to have a better time. Because in between the absurd gore, there's absurd comedy happening, too. Um, it's it's a hard position to take because it's, this is a, it's a, gore is fun to watch with buds. Yeah. Yeah. And Ernie is actually back this week, which is interesting. Yeah, he looks a little damaged, though. I'm seeing some dents and dings. he's kind of quiet, which is bizarre because usually he's, we've, we're cutting him out. Yeah. And he's spitting something out. He's already passed it to me, actually. Zzz, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds like a dot matrix printer. Guys, I, like, I fucking had it. Ooh. Ooh. I, he, it says Bruce Campbell heart FTW hashtag, which A is backwards. Yeah. I understand what he's saying. I don't. But er, Ernie has not been fixed in some time. I, he's saying Bur- Bruce Campbell wins. And, and Which I think by extension means Jack wins i know i think i think my extension what you're what it's saying is you should go watch burn notice (laughs) (laughs) maybe you should go watch i mean look do go we're gonna fucking throw ernie out a window we we're gonna have to figure something out jake you never should have plugged him into twitter i have i didn't he's (laughs) hashtagging the end of words (laughs) he organically (laughs) figured out what a hashtag was no he didn't because he didn't (laughs) use it right he just ended up okay maybe it was fucking ftw pound i don't know it doesn't make any goddamn sense all i know is that dude whatever hey i win hey guys hey guys hey guys hey guys hey guys i had a quick question before we uh head out here oh boy do you think that mia relapsed after this yes guaranteed she's driving away like i'm all good now but i don't think you can kick heroin in 24 hours okay cool so so this whole weekend was just for not she's definitely back on the smack Oh, definitely back, back on the smack. on the smack. Okay. That's the fucking subtitle for the next one, huh? Cool. Let's get out of here. <laughs> okay, this has been episode 102 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That is Facebook. That is Twitter. And those links are right down there in the description below. Hey, grab that fucking phone you're listening to this podcast on right now. Head on into your podcasting app of choice. Give it a like, give it a review, and send it on over to somebody you know who might like horror, might like humor. Believe it or not, that helps a whole hell of a ton. As always, the news has also been coming at you from Super Bear. That link's going to be down there in the description below as well. Just remember, hey, they've come out with a new track recently, so give that a check out as well. Next week, we are checking out Green Room. That's going to be a bit of a departure from this one in certain ways, I suppose. That's coming at us from Wade. So thank you, Wade, for that suggestion. Wade's we'll your real-life brother. He's my real-life brother. My mom says I'm good at podcasting. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. We're leaving. Until then, get your buddies to grab some beers and grow. watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>
Whatever, I already got one too. Fine. 